We are Venom. We are Blackcast. And the Blackcast starts now. Suffice to say, with every sacrifice I made, it's like I gave up my life to fame. All the nights that I lied awake, nights I stayed up to write and pray. Had to claw, scratch, and fight my way. Just follow me and I'll light the way. Look to the hook if your sky look gray. Skyland rappers, how can we be on the same level now when I gotta look down and see these clowns that are on the ground? Bitch, I got clouds beneath me. Since I put out the EP to the height of 2003 Me, you ain't see the struggle to make it out the D Because I made it somehow look easy Now you see me standing in the lights But you never saw my sacrifice Or all the nights I had to struggle to survive Had to lose it all to win the fight I had to fall so many times Oh, now I'm the last one standing Welcome to a very special Blackcast. This is another one of our big movie-specific episodes. This time, we'll be talking about Venom 2, a.k.a. Venom. There will be carnage. And this isn't just a conversation about Venom 2. No, 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 no. It's two, two conversations in one. First up, you'll hear my conversation with our friend Jeff Williams, who's a part of the panel on the show we do for the Blackcast YouTube channel, Marvel Movie Talk. And eventually, joining in that conversation will be Eric Connor, whom you should also know from the very same show, Marvel Movie Talk. And then, a little later, you'll hear me talking to another familiar voice, whom I've spent many, many, many hours talking Marvel with over the years, Zia Anderson, a.k.a. Zia Landerson Bastille Day. And also joining us for that portion of the conversation will be Blackcast royalty, none other than the Jeff Duray. We are going to speak in very specific terms about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So if you haven't seen it yet, you will have to run out and go and see it in a movie theater because it is the only way to see this movie. As always, I am Christian Blatt, joined by the one and only Jeff Williams Jr. Jeff, let's start with Venom 1, which is not this movie. Venom number 1, which I believe came out in uh, 2018. What did you think of the first Venom movie? I think that as I've talked to people about this movie, their thoughts on the first one are very important in understanding where the, where they're able to go with uh, the Venom film universe. I thought the first movie was pretty fun. I didn't think it was bad in the sense that like people were expecting another Marvel movie. It wasn't that. It was... Sony. It was a different superhero movie in the sense that it was a little bit darker. The comedy was there, but it didn't it didn't stick as much as we wanted. The action wasn't in the daytime. If you notice, for every time they're fighting, it's at night. It's a Sony problem. It's a DC problem. Every superhero movie that's at night for some reason is not received well. And I mean, that's just one factor that just in, in, uh, that's common throughout. But either way. I wasn't I wasn't a fan, obviously, as you can tell. But uh, I'm talking of, of two, of two. Yeah, yeah. The but first, the first one, the first one was all right. The first yeah. One was, yeah, the first one was all right. It was it was good for what it was. Like it was like one of those, one of those popcorn films. Like I would call it on the same scale as like how I enjoyed Fast and the Furious. Like you go sure. for what you know what you're getting when you go in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the strengths of the first one were definitely starting with Tom Hardy. I think that, uh, you know, in even in the first one, I thought he 
gave some layers to Eddie Brock and, you know, and it's, it's not the story we know of Eddie Brock, you know, from the comics or even from Spider-Man three, when Eddie Brock was portrayed by the great Topher Grace. Uh, and, you know, the not having the Spider-Man connection, they had to kind of reinvent his backstory a little bit. And I thought they did a decent job. I thought he was good. I thought Michelle Williams was good in the first one uh, because they actually gave her some stuff to do. Uh, and you know, it, it is definitely, I'm, I'm not someone that watches the fast and furious movies, but I do watch a lot of sort of, you know, summertime, big budget popcorn, popcorn movies. And I think that the first venom was definitely that. And I had fun with it. You know, I, I was, uh, doing one of several Marvel shows. I believe I was doing Marvel TV weekly for after buzz at the time. And we talked about it. Uh, Zia and I both liked it. A lot of people did not. And then there was a lot of it where like even people who didn't didn't love it, they were able to pull away things. I think in general, people liked Tom Hardy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Venom persona in both movies is very funny. Uh, you know, I think their interaction, uh, you know, is uh, there's they mine it for a lot, especially in the second one. Um, but anybody that I've talked to that either one hated the first one or didn't see the first one. I'm like, you should probably hold off on this one. Uh, if you hated the first one, this isn't going to win you over. And then I feel like if you start with this one, you'll be like, what, what is this movie anyway? Why, why am I here? And what am I doing? So uh, I know that uh, you, Jeff, have uh, been very upfront for anybody who follows you at Jeff Will Jr., uh, they know that uh, I believe you actually posited the question, was Venom 2 better than New Mutants? Or no, no, was New Mutants better than Venom 2? I contend, no, it wasn't. But you also have to take into consideration that New Mutants had a dragon in it. And when we did our Shang-Chi episode, you're on the record of talking dragons. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a water dragon in my defense. In Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, let me get it correct, we had a water dragon. Like you can't really redeem yourself in that factor. This is not Avatar. Um so I mean, but like let me not just be disrespectful. It I mean it is what it is. I didn't like the water dragon. I and I just thought for the second movie it was it felt like a it felt like it had elements of a first solo film in the fact that Brock, uh, Eddie Brock was still learning how to deal with Venom throughout the first half of the film. We did that in the first movie. We don't need to learn that in, a, in the second movie. That should already be established. So him having those issues, yes, it's funny, but it's not moving the story along. And then if we want to dive deeper into why I had issues with the movie, the Venom, uh, the Venom, the villain... Uh, was not believable at all to me. Like, so you're talking about Carnage? Are you talking Carnage, about, Carnage, uh, yeah. about Cletus Cassidy, uh, Woody Harrelson? Is it yeah. individually they didn't work? Both of them, you know, what was it that so, didn't work? Woody Harrelson's portrayal of of Carnage of of his of yeah, uh, Cletus Carol, Cassidy yeah, is Cletus him Cassidy. in his regular was, form. Unless, now, unless it, maybe, I don't know the I don't know the comics that well. Unless he's sure. like over the top and very like animated it just didn't seem like a good portrayal like i didn't like that as a as a villain to venom like it just seemed like he was just very cheesy as a bad guy and like his his wife or a girlfriend like uh the girl he was trying to get 
was way more serious. Like in the in like they were both mad or angry, but like he just it seemed like he was acting mad and she was mad. Yeah, uh, I I think that uh, it is definitely a, a crazy over the top portrayal. Uh, I think that as written and as directed, I think that uh, it was fun to watch Woody Harrelson. Uh, it was a choice. I think that I don't believe was necessarily he was like, can I play this crazier? I feel like that's probably what they wanted. Uh, you know, I think that uh, they have uh, some good interactions. Uh, throughout the course of the, you know, the, when he's still Cletus Cassidy, you know, there is some good character stuff that we get out of Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock in this movie. And I think that their non symbiote, non fighting interactions, I think are actually pretty well done because, you know, it's a little bit more Hannibal Lecter, you know, I mean, it's clearly the vibe that pretty much anything goes for with their serial killers these days in the yeah. last 30 years. But I think that, uh, you know, it definitely, it gets amped up and that's where it turns, you know, comic booky. And it's to me, you know, the good aspect of it is that it's reminiscent of the Sam Raimi green goblin, you know, it, it's sort of like, okay, so this is a guy who's just lost it. And, you know, he was already a serial killer. So, you know, he was a, he was already mental, you know, yeah. and uh, but I think that there were definitely a few times during the movie where you just kind of shrug where you're like, all right, I, they they are going all in on this. The uh, screening that I went to, there were a few people who were uh, laughing at times that weren't supposed to be funny. There was plenty of laughter at things that were supposed to be funny. but. Yeah. There were definitely other times where, you know, it was just like, oh, come on. But uh, I think that I had, uh, I, I think that for me, a lot of it was fun. I think that uh, poor Michelle Williams, whatever contract she had for the first one, she clearly had to be in this. They didn't give her much to do. I was glad that she at least merged with Venom at one point. So she got something interesting. It wasn't for yep. very long. I thought that when that happened in the first one, that was a lot better. But uh, I, I, you know, it, I felt like she was misused. But the the casting that I couldn't, I just couldn't get over was the the police detective. I don't know anything about that actor, and uh, you know, if if our pal Kate was here, maybe she'd worked on something with him, and maybe she'd tell yep. me he's a great guy. Uh, he was distractingly bad. I had trouble with any scene he was in because I'm just like, this guy doesn't belong in a movie. You yeah. know, uh, this guy, this guy belongs in, you know, Cinemax softcore porn. Not that I watch it, but that's what I would have, where I would have expected him. I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Jeff? No, I was like, I was, I was trying to pull up like the casting for it because I was trying to figure out who he is, but that's definitely, that's definitely something Kate would know. And then we'd be like, Oh yeah. So he's a horrible actor. I'm sure he's a horrible person. And to just talk, completely talk more crap about him. It's like, no, actually, he's my best friend. He comes over every Sunday. So that's perfect. Yeah, no, yeah, he he volunteers at a soup kitchen, you know, four days a week. He goes after work. He's actually, you know, I don't say this about many people, but he's a saint. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, we'll kind of, when we talk about sort of the way that this film teases future things, there, you know, this character clearly is going to be around. And you're like, oh, really? Like... 
out of everybody from this movie, he's who mm-hmm. we need more of. Yep. Is that really what we need? Um, but what uh, what can you isolate for things that you're like, okay, this worked better than some other things? Uh, you know, stuff that I don't even want to put the word highlight into your mouth because I feel like you don't feel that there were highlights yeah. to Venom 2. But uh, what stood out as, as stuff that uh, worked better than others? I liked how Carnage versus Venom looked. Like visually, the the special effects, I thought that was really cool. Everything else, I wasn't really there for. Like, we'll get to the tease at the end. I think that was way overhyped, to be a hundred percent honest with you. But um, yeah, the only thing that was that that like stood out for me was the action scene. So when Venom was fighting Carnage, and then I'm I can't think of what um her name, what her um her character's name. The, her character's so the the is. established characters is Siren, I think. Siren. I, I really, believe, I really actually like no. That's used. that's Banshee's. Uh, that's that's Banshee's daughter. I think I oh. Shriek is her name. Sorry. I, okay. As soon as I said it, I knew I was wrong. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So she's uh, she's Shriek. Uh, 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 cleverly enough. Yes. I, I liked how I liked how she used her powers. I thought that was visually cool as well. We've seen a little bit in Arrow with um, um, some of them using their powers with. I'm blanking on names but either way we've used we've seen powers where they're making like echo noise with their mouths and stuff but the way she was able to use it in fighting i thought it was really cool cinematically those are the two highlights for me yeah i i do agree that the strongest stuff and it is definitely the ultimate suspension of disbelief stuff but like the fight between venom and carnage in the church it looked mm-hmm. cool there's definitely stuff you're like i i don't think that makes sense i don't think that would happen and you know, any any time where they're using, you know, characters falling and, you know, one falling faster than the other, you know, the, that happened in Black Widow. I mean, it happens in a lot of movies is the point. Yeah. Uh, but just in terms of like the visual, the spectacle of it, I think it looked great. I think a lot of that stuff uh, looked cool. Uh, the visuals for Carnage in general, I think, looked cool. And Venom, it's more the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, they had established that, that, what that was going to look like, and then we're actually getting carnage. Uh, I could have used a little bit more of the carnage character, you know, the, uh, the Mm -hmm. idea that he, you know, he said something about like, that he was, if, if, uh, if shriek shrieks again, you know, he's gonna, I don't know, rip her face off or something. We didn't really get much from him. The venom talks like almost nonstop. Yeah. Carnage did not talk nearly as much, so we didn't really get a sense for that character. They, but maybe that's just because it was more about Woody, you know. Yeah, as I said, they gave they gave more screen. I wouldn't even say character development. They gave more screen time to Woody. He didn't need it. He <laughs> they should have gave it on uh, gave it to Carnage just so they can like kind of create that character, create that rift that he was mentioning because they they mention it a little bit, but we don't really see it. Why is why is like. He not mad. He's not really mad, but like he obviously doesn't like the shriek. What is yeah. what happens when he goes against the shriek, especially with their relationship? Like there should be more. If you don't like your love interest powers, like there there should be more, and there wasn't. So that was just another issue that we can tack on to my to the list. Yeah, no, no, I think so. And uh, you know, there's uh, uh, there's definitely plenty of attention being paid to uh, Woody Harrelson's wig, but I have to point out that the wig that he had in the end of the first Venom 
was so much worse than this. I mean, that thing was insane. So mm -hmm. this, this was like, you know, a William Shatner leveled, uh, level wig, you know? Uh, yep. so it was just like, all right, this is all right. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like in the Sopranos when, uh, Steven Van Zandt has that ridiculous thing on his head. You're like, all right, it's fine. Uh, it's like not as distracting as that would have yep. been. So, you know, I, I, I almost look at, uh, Woody's wig as the Sonic the Hedgehog movie where they had to, you know, re re CGI Sonic because everybody's like, I uh, do not want to watch a movie where he looks like this. So people that. reacted so badly to Woody's wig and the tease from the end of the first Venom that they were like, all right, let's dial it down a little bit, just a little. I love how they changed like that? the whole, not like the whole movie, but probably the whole movie. Like after the first tease, they were like, yeah, we're changing that whole look. Cause it got that bad. You're talking or about Sonic? Sonic, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, they, del they delayed that movie by months and it just squeaked in before the pandemic. If uh, they needed a little bit more time, that movie still might not have come out. So, uh, yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, I think that, you know, it's, you know, it, it is it is very comic booky in a lot of ways. And, you know, not to say that something that is exquisitely well done. It's not like Avengers Endgame is not comic booky. It's not like, yeah. you know, uh, to me, uh, X-Men 2 is one of the best, is, is the best in that series for me. Days of Future Past is another one. They're, they're all comic booky. But this is sort of really, I mean, the source material of Venom and Carnage, it was all sort of the this like early 90s era of, I'm going to say uh, style more than substance. The Todd McFarlane oh, yeah. style of Spider-Man looked amazing. Venom looked so cool, but it was mostly about what they looked like. You know, a lot of those creators who went on to create image comics uh, had tremendous success, but their, their time at Marvel, it was definitely, you know, him and Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee. Uh, I think Jim Lee had the, the most substance because of who he was paired up with, obviously. But I think that, in terms of fights between Venom and Carnage, this was kind of what you were going to get no matter what. And uh, I think that this is the problem that Sony runs into is because they're not MCU movies, but now they're in partnership with Marvel Studios. They're somehow a part of it. And uh, people, I think, expect they've definitely been spoiled by the MCU movies, you know, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, wait, why is this not like that? And you know, I mean, poor uh, Morbius, which got punted the next year, was supposed to have come out before this. And they're like, man, we do not know what to do with this. Because uh, I I think if uh, anybody thinks that Morbius is going to be, uh, you know, is going to be the superhero Citizen Kane, they have another thing coming. It's not going to be great. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And I, I think that it's going to be very character driven. And, uh, you know, the last time that Jared Leto was character driven in a superhero movie, uh, people were not happy. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to sort of see where that goes and, you know, where we get from there. But in any case, I think that, uh, it's, to me, it was fun. It was definitely ridiculous. It was over the top. It was loud. Uh, it's funny. I uh, just a, like an hour ago, I got a text from a friend of mine who I, I guess saw it, I think last night. Uh, but my friend is a huge fan of horror movies. Like quality is usually optional for him. So mm -hmm. he texted me that he loved Venom. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I didn't say all that. I never said <laughs> I loved it. 
you know, I was just like, oh, I had fun with it, you know, and I, at no wild. time do I ever say Venom 2 is a good movie. I don't use those words, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah, not all about not labels like sentence. that, no, yeah. but I had fun with it, but it is definitely one of those movies where everything you say, I'm like, I, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't try to talk you out of your opinion anyway, but I'm like, I don't have a counterpoint to anything that you say. You know, because I'm like, yeah, it's all stuff I noticed, but I'm like, yeah, this is all right. You know, and uh, I, I think the cartoony aspect of it is something that, you know, it's like, do you like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin? You're probably going to like Ven the Venom movies. You know, do you like the Joel yeah. Schumacher Batman movies as opposed to Tim Burton or Christopher Nolan? You know, I mean, but there I think there's a way to mix the serious and the comic booky. And yeah, I think absolutely. Marvel does it. We we watch we watch WandaVision go through the ages and watch him in like a sitcom and stuff. But we knew the seriousness of it. We knew the repercussions. We knew the the backstory. There was character development. There's never been character development in well, there wasn't character development in the second Venom movie. That's what a lot of that's what a lot of the the problems were on my end were from Batman versus Superman, not just going straight to DC. But like. For the, for yeah. a lot of like superhero movies, when you when they don't like it, it's because of character development and they're going more towards the just the fireworks and and explosions and stuff. But most most movie with the high stakes, we know so much about them. They either yeah. do a lot of character development or they don't have to because they've done it. Yeah, no, I mean the reason that the Avengers works is because uh, you know the main characters had all gotten their own movie, uh, and we had gotten to see that you know, and we cared about them. And then there was, you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow, who we've seen mm -hmm. enough, you know, not really Hawkeye. It was mostly Black Widow. They felt like we knew her well enough from the movie she had been in. Uh, but yeah, you do have to put that in there. And I think with uh, Eddie Brock in this movie, we got to know him enough in the first movie that I really feel like they gave Tom Hardy some better character development stuff to do. A, a lot of it was in the interactions with, uh, with Cletus Cassidy because I did compare him to Hannibal Lecter, but he had that quality that he could just tell things about Eddie by talking to him, mm -hmm. you know, and some of it was stuff that he was able to look up and find out. But in terms of just guessing things about his character, he was right. And I, I think, uh, you know, Tom Hardy's a phenomenal actor. Uh, you don't have to think this is a phenomenal movie, but, it's it's one of those things where he was able to get his you know, he squeezed every drop of depth he could out of this movie. You know, it's the example that I always use is if you see the uh, the notoriously horrific Star Wars holiday special from 1978. I mean, that thing is painful at every turn, except Harrison Ford is amazing in it. You still believe that he's Han Solo. No matter how hokey the thing is, no yeah. matter how bad the dialogue is, you're like, yeah, but that's Han Solo. Uh, <laughs> Mark Hamill don't even look like himself. Carrie Fisher sings, but I'll be damned if if uh, Han Solo isn't Han Solo in that movie or TV show, you yeah. know? And I think that uh, if, if, if you can bring that kind of presence to something, you know, this is a, this is a very uh, marginal sort of movie uh, for me. I definitely had fun with it. Uh, I, I have it, I have been very careful in how I recommend it to people that I think might like it uh, because, you know, you don't want, you don't want people judging. You're like, wait, you thought I was going to like that, you know? Um, my, but go ahead, Jeff. 
my thing is like when when the majority of people fr- uh, promote the movie by saying yo and it teases yeah yeah, I know. When we talk so, about that, it's so like, the oh, movie, that end credit the movie scene. That, yeah, that, the end credit scene is crazy. Okay, but how was the movie? Yeah. And then, the, and then you watch the end credit scene, it's like, all right, so where's the craziness? I just, for me, it didn't make sense. Yeah, well, uh, right on cue. Craziness is right here. That yes. is the most, that... <laughs> That is the most Lenny and Squiggy intro we've ever had on this show. But where's the craziness? Hello. Right here. You, did you uh, call? You so, rang. Uh, joining us now is Eric Connor, Count Eric Connor. Uh, and for our visual uh, friends, our visual audience, he's on screen as Venmo at Count Eric Connor. This so is thank you the real villain of this movie. Uh, so, Jeff, uh, with. Eric, just jumping in now, I want you to just give him a quick overview of uh, your thoughts on Venom 2, Electric Boogaloo, or as they call it, Let There Be Carnage. Well, the TLDR is that I um, spent $22 that I shouldn't have to go watch it in the Chinese theater. That, that right, but that's again, that that's is- your fault for not yeah. writing to Sony. I gave you the address to write to Sony to go to the press screening I went to. 100 so, right this is all on me this shaming is... him no well, because they, they could have kept those 22 dollars. you're right you're right but like i went to the a chinese theater it, it was not good it was not a good movie it was like it was like venom one part five they he still had the same character traits there was no character development in him and venom that went from part one to part 1.5 there was just it wasn't a lot for me. The only the only highlights for me, and we didn't want to use the words highlights earlier, but um, <laughs> the only the only midlights for me were the ending fight in the church scene, and then um, seeing I already dropped her name again, and it's not Sith. What Shrek. is her name? Shrek. Uh, Shriek. Sorry. Shriek. 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 Seeing Shriek. Shriek, her powers were kind of were cool to see on on um, on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, w- I wouldn't even say the end credit scene. Was no, not which we haven't. T- we've been waiting for Eric. We'll talk about that ah, uh, in yeah. and of itself. So uh, but sure. uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on it? My thoughts are that uh, it was fun, and uh, it is, of course, flawed in in many ways. But I thought it was a uh, big, loud, fun uh, superhero action. Uh, you know, and I talked a little bit earlier about the source material of venom and carnage in the comics, it's always going to be kind of crazy and it's not go, it, you know, it's not God loves man kills, you know, it's not the death of Gwen Stacy, you know, it's not some of the, it's not Craven's last hunt. That's probably the example I was looking for. Uh, you know, it's not really deep, but I was impressed how Tom Hardy was able to give us depth to Eddie Brock in, you know, an otherwise, you know, average movie with a lot of fun along the way. And personally, I really liked uh, Woody Harrelson because it was so over the top and so crazy. And I mean, it was just it was just big and loud. And it was uh, it was like, you know, they would do a take and it was probably so crazy. And the director was like, uh, Andy Serkis, who was the director, was probably like, yeah, I want bigger. Give us a little more. You know, don't don't, don't hold you, back this time, Woody. Or, or was what it, do you think about was it? Go ahead. Go I was ahead, gonna say, what do you what do you think about actors that are also directors? Just saying, just throwing it out there. That might be the part of the uh, issue. 
when they direct themselves, uh, it is uh, it, it is usually not particularly well done. Um, I, I, I I'm not necessarily a fan. I think it can work. Yeah. Uh, I think Andy Circus. I, I I don't know. It's almost like oh, I'd like him to direct a more normal movie, and then I can get a better sense. I, I don't exactly. I don't see much of this movie being flaws on his part. You know, I mean, I think when you're dealing with Venom, and especially when you're adding Carnage into the mix. Uh, this is mostly going to be what that recipe gives you. But uh, so we're just sort of recapping. Uh, Eric, yeah. just give us, uh, well, you know, we both started with the, the first Venom. Take a quick minute, your thoughts on the first Venom, and then parlay that into your thoughts on uh, Venom 2, Book of Shadows. <laughs> Venomer, actually, I think would be based off Die Harder, which... I think every great sequel, you you should be able to add ER to the first movie. Uh, yeah, ne next Friday or right, <laughs> Godfather or. <-er. laughs> uh, but you know, I, okay, first Venom. I know it's funny. I realize I don't remember who the villain was in that. I know it was uh, Riz Ahmed, but I don't remember what the I, I, like. There's a humongous hole in my memory. I remember so much random shit from movies. Sure. And yet Venom one left almost no footprint. Um, yeah, except for I mean, it was it, it, it was like Venom's race. And, you know, there were other there were other symbiotes. And, you know, it was really yeah. the, that the uh, sure. you know, honestly, the uh, the real villain was all of us. We'll be right back. No, the real villain was Big <laughs> Pharma, basically. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, that's really what it was, though. So it, uh, it was but, also yeah. it was all Johnson and Johnson uh, baby shampoo. That was the real villain of it. Uh, yeah, only that product, not the company, just that product. Just that, just uh, that product. Yeah, obviously, uh, Johnson and Johnson have uh, many fine products. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. They're a sponsor yeah. here. Oh shit. Um, yeah. yeah. No, so yeah. Venom One left nothing for me. I, I was I was not I was not thrilled to see this, but my son was thrilled. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll go. And we saw. Uh, and for um, our sake, how old is your son? You didn't bring both of them. You just brought the older one. I brought the well, yeah, the ten year old, which I I, I wouldn't. I mean, the, considering what I saw at ten, this is kind of mild. Well, that's kind of what I thought. The the press screening I went to, I I sat with our our pal uh, Roxy Stryer from AfterBuzz, and there was a kid behind us who was probably like ten, and she was like, "Should he be here?" And I'm like, "Well, it's PG thirteen, and like you said, Eric, oh yeah, I saw I saw much worse. You know, I mean, oh I, my god, yeah, I, mean, I I saw I saw I mean, RoboCop is a perfect example of a movie mm -hmm. that is worse for kids to see." And I was 11 when RoboCop came out. Oh, uh, oh so that thing is, yeah, you look at that now, that thing is bloody. Um, yeah. So, you know, I took my 13-year-old and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, I don't know where I fall quite on the scale of, of, of Jeff and Christian in terms of how much or. I, I, you I have to like pick a side. I liked it more than Jeff. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if I liked it as much as you. Yeah. Something in the middle. Well, yeah, Christian is team Ven Venom. Well, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and I want to spin off of just the woman at the convenience store. Was it Mrs. Chang? I, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. I did, yeah, I think Mrs. Chang should definitely get it. When, when she was least, Venom, I'm like, yes, that's yeah. the movie. That's give the movie. me yeah, give that, me give me a limited series of that shit. I was going to um, say, give us six episodes of that. You know, right. Each right. episode, 33 minutes. But uh, right. that's fine. Um, uh, you, know, you know, it's funny, though. You said the word big. And one thing. I kind of felt when I was watching this, 
it felt weirdly small. It, 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 hear me out for a sec, because there's so many moments of just sort of the two of them together alone, not in necessarily big spaces. And and so that end scene, I thought, you know, they, they it was still manageable. And that's actually one thing I kind of liked about it, weirdly enough, was it didn't try to do too much. I mean, that's, I, I was talking recently about like Ant-Man and one of the things that makes Ant-Man kind of refreshing in the MCU is that, you know, it's not about saving the entire universe. And so there was something kind of know, weirdly 90s style charming about this feeling kind of small scale, you know, to me. And and, uh, and a lot of it, you know, I mean, Tom Hardy's, I, I, I enjoyed Tom Hardy more in this than the last one. I think the trailer didn't do him much service because it just played the broader moments. But I, I I enjoyed Tom Hardy in this more. I thought when 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 he when uh, Venom left him, I actually enjoyed that sequence. You know when he's sort of like, you mm-hmm. know, move my buddy got broken up. You know I thought that yeah. was really that worked for yeah. me. Yeah, no, no, I I think that you know really turning into the uh, the bromance aspect and uh, look, I mean and and. Honestly, that probably wasn't even the the craziest rave happening in San Francisco on that night. You know, I think that, uh, but that was that was actually a fun sequence to watch. You know, sort of getting the uh, emotional venom. I mean, the the comic book venom, sort of the the later version. You know, the the more modern version. He is a little bit more well rounded. You know, I mean the you know the early Todd McFarlane era. Venom was basically, you know, just trying to, you know, eat brains and and all that. So uh, I did like getting that, but yeah, that was uh, what I thought that I, I was what the the way that I've like tried to not spoil the movie by telling people is that if you liked Tom Hardy in the first one, he really does bring more depth to the character in this, and I think that that helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and look, uh, we were saying before that in general, people are spoiled by just how good the MCU is. And even though that, you know, you get to see an association with Marvel at the beginning, you, you really have to remember that these are not Marvel movies. You know, I mean, Spider-Man far from home, also not a Marvel movie, you know, homecoming also not a Marvel movie, but they incorporate those elements. And I think that the care was taken. Uh, I don't think that uh, they worry so much about these. So, um, you know, we talked about for me, the, uh, the weakest bit of casting was the police officer. And then of course we have at the end, Oh yeah. yeah. uh, Very clearly, you know, we see his eyes. So he would come back in a potential venom three as, as a character named toxin. And I was just like, what I told Jeff, I was just like, out of everything in this movie, that's what we need more of is this cop. You know, he's the guy that we need to see more of. And uh, uh, so, you know, I think that uh, Jeff, if, if that movie does come out and uh, this guy is a major factor in it, are you going to save the $22 and just be like, no, I've, I've already done two Venom movies. I can't put myself through a third one. Look, I'm only gonna go because he is, we know Tom Holland is gonna be in the next one. Well, but, we'll talk. But, we'll but talk I, about but, how yeah, that. But yeah, yeah, by the way, Tom Holland you. might wanna... not. Tom Holland might not be in an in a Venom movie. Venom might be in something else, which we'll talk about in yeah, a moment. Sure, sure. But, yeah. but um, only only reason I brought that up is because he would save the movie. I feel like yeah. the this this um the cop would play the same bad role. Um, Jamie Foxx did in the in the second Spider-Man or 
second amazing 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 second amazing spider-man well it's hard because we have three second spider-man movies exactly yeah so but like in the fact that like it was just a bad character like it was underdeveloped it was corny it was just like why'd you pick him and that's how i felt about the same the same security guy and our police officer so i'm like "Mm, i don't know why you kept it why you kept him It'll be interesting if they keep the the same character, or yeah, if they go yeah. along with the storyline. They might just yeah. like see how no, people feel I, about I, it and then move away from the storyline. I, I felt that um, his uh, his I felt like the book had closed on him, and uh, when it reopened at the end, I was like, "Oh, come on!" You know, I'm 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 trying to stay with you guys. You know, I'm trying to be supportive here. I'm I'm even gonna go see Morbius. All right, that's how supportive I am. All right, I'm gonna try and get pay, into it. But would you pay? Would you would you borrow twenty two dollars from Jeff to go see Morbius? No, I I would go to AMC five dollar Tuesdays. I think I would I would wait till after the weekend. Uh, I I'd spend five dollars though to see it, but uh, I'll beg my way onto that press screening too. And, and look, do you think that they're gonna keep a tight rein on invitations to the Morbius press screening? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I I think they're gonna they're, oh, they're gonna hand out so? tickets. Uh, you know, they're gonna put them in cereal boxes basically. To get people to go see i i thought i was it's thinking the cool. opposite i i was thinking they'd be like no we cannot have people know about this until it comes out we need yeah. to have the surprise of it being bad i mean last that, second that, <laughs> that, that's that, the surprise isn't that the given that morbius is probably a terrible film but Jared Leto comes with like a decent amount of fans and they're like okay we like Jared Leto because he does do some good acting in like normal films yeah, he's phenomenal film. in my so-called life. Is every superhero film is like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why? What? Did, why yeah. did you make these decisions? But yeah. also, like, we didn't get the David Ayers. Um, like, I mean, or not, not? He's not in that movie, is he? He's the, in Suicide no, Squad. Suicide Squad is the one that he's in. But uh, there's yeah, yeah. there's there's no cut where that Joker is gonna be uh gonna be good. Although I was trying to redeem I, him. I was trying to be redeem him. I did I, honestly when I saw that the the first Suicide Squad movie. When it was over, I was like, yeah, I could have just had a whole Joker and Batman, the sequence from the beginning. I'm like, if that had been the whole movie, that would have been better. But yep. uh, that doesn't necessarily mean good. Uh, so, uh, Eric, uh, what did your son think? Uh, and was were there moments where you're like, I know this is PG-13, but uh, maybe it's a little bit more of a PG-15? You know, he was fine with it. I, I think... Um... I, I do like the, the the final line. One of the final lines is was like "fuck this guy." Sorry, f this guy. And he, no, you can. Oh no, this is this is rated R now. Yeah, oh, I know. Right. No, exactly. I, I, now, I, I took off the the cap of the toothpaste, uh, so we can't get that. Yeah, now we now we have to put that two live crew parental advisory explicit lyrics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> over my, over my entire box, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I I mean, I thought that was kind of funny that he's like, F this guy, and he like bit his head off, and that's the end. Um, yeah, it, it didn't feel too much. I mean, compared to, I mean, I mean, even, okay, I love Dark Knight, but I mean, I'm sorry, like the, the you know, uh, why so serious? And he cuts the guy's mouth. That is Man. more troubling than anything in this movie. But that movie is art, and this movie is, you know, kind of junky, which, which actually makes it, and so, weirdly enough, more okay. Because there's no kind of pathos to it. There's no, 
you're you're not left there lingering and shivering afterwards because it's sort of like I don't know, it's it's like Joel Cola, you know, it, it's just mm-hmm. it, the high goes very quick. So I read you're 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 speaking my language if you're talking about Joel Cola, by the way. Always. So thank you. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think that uh, you know, it's uh I was just sort of wondering like how an actual child would take to this. I, I think that oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The yeah. Dark Knight is has so much worse stuff in there. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, there, you're right. There probably isn't that much to, uh, worry about, uh, you know, really throughout the course. And, and (laughs) now we'll make sure that, uh, everybody sees this. Okay. That, uh, for our visual listeners, our visual audience, uh, you know, Eric, you did this to us. You made us have to put this up. Uh, we've now become a two live crew album. Exactly. That's the same joke I made. I said the two live crew. You said the two live crew. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, all right, come on. I mean, you could have, you could have, you know, you could have said uh, Andrew Dice Clay. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's so many other ways to have gone. As I said, also, um, what I was about to say, NWA doesn't. It? I'm pretty sure yeah. it's NWA oh, yeah, yeah. as well. But in, uh, in so- latter day Barry Manilow, when he got really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was yeah you just you just didn't know that's like it was such a it was such a weird choice of uh of him to cover the fuck shop by two live crew but uh barry brought his own presence to it uh in any case back on subject and the subject being venom 2 uh i think it, it is uh i think we've talked enough about the movie in and of itself and uh you know i think that uh, there's a there's a lot of mixed reaction to it out there I think that, you know, there's fun to be found in it, but uh, you you can't really be mad at some, even though I enjoyed it, I was saying before, it's not like you can fault somebody who's like, yeah, I didn't really think that was very good. I'm like, no, it wasn't, but I had fun. You know, the exact words I used right before you came on, Eric, is that I have never put the, since I saw it last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, the uh you know i haven't put the words good and movie together when i talk about it you know uh so uh i use the word fun a lot which is like what i did for like after i saw cowboys versus aliens i'm like it was a lot of fun and then you then you're like "Uh uh-oh you know i i I mean was it fun it's funny i'm thinking like okay you know i there were fun moments but is it a fun movie i like I don't know. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't bored. I mean, the movie goes kind of fast, like sure, mostly because they don't they don't really have an act two, you know, in terms yeah, of the fair. carnage battle. It's just sort of yeah. carnage breaks loose and then and then they they fight. Like I thought there might be a series of no, it, it, right? Wasn't there just kind of like one venom? Yeah, there was. Fist, which is yeah, also no, a problem. I, I think you're right. Yeah, and yeah. so it feels like. I wonder if there's more, you know, the, the director's cut will come out in like seven years and it will only yeah, and the, the director's cut will be an hour and 37 minutes instead of an hour and 34 <laughs> minutes. It was the <laughs> shortest superhero film minutes. that didn't feel short, in my opinion. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I, I think that that's one of the things that works in its favor. It's the same thing I said about New Mutants. At least it's 90 minutes. You know, uh, the, you know, the, uh, no time to die. Latest James Bond movie, two hours and 45 minutes. Come on. I'm about to use the restroom and get ready for that. Strap in. Yeah. I I, I haven't even seen a James Bond movie in so long, but I'm just ready because I'm excited. I, I know very little about it. 
And that's yeah. why I want to go into a movie like that. I haven't been into a movie a little and and like that in a while because we yeah. talk we talk about all these superhero movies and stuff all the time. So it's like, let me not go. That's also with Dune as well. I know very little, so I'm I'm excited. And for yet that. Eric knows everything about Dune because as he you watched this, he saw it already. Yeah, I witnessed it. I'm so upset. <laughs> he lived oh. it. I'm yeah. He wants to show off some uh, pops, pop uh, Funko Pop vinyl, or yeah. There it is. There well, it a is. Couple of those. You see well, those? I, 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 would show, I, I see your toy, and I raise you an original Secret Wars era Spider-Man. Where's his shield? Wow. wow. The shield, is, the shield it, it, that they it, all came with. It's in my other pants. Sorry, oh, I left oh, it at home. That's... I have a I have a um, Venom comic over there. I need to pull. I could pull it out later. It's fine. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about the movie in and of itself. And a lot of people, when they would talk about it, they did discount. I mean, the legitimate spoiler is really the mid credit scene. And uh, I think that it's not shocking because there started to be the expectation that this is something that might happen. Um, I did not have it spoiled for me. I knew that there was something there. I did figure, okay, it's going to somehow tie into you know, the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home. I just figured it would, you know, and it's not like the fact that there was an end credit scene uh, or mid credit scene. It, it's not like that revelation made me think that. It, it's sort of logical. The fact that they really strong armed this movie in to October because they needed it to come out first uh, wasn't really a shock. So, uh, Eric, uh, since you were the one who uh, is was a little tardy to the party. Uh, you haven't had a chance to go first on anything yet. So let's have you tell me your thoughts as the uh, mid credit scene happened. And as you've had time to digest it uh, as our friend Venom would. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we, we know they've been trying to set up sinister six forever. Uh, and so it feels like, all right, well, this feels wait, Oh no, frozen! No, I thought you were frozen. No, we can still very, we can still see you. You're very. We can still. hear you too. You're very still. Um, can you hear us? I can hear you. Okay, keep talking. We can still hear you and see you. You can see me and hear me. That's all anyone needs to do. And uh, don't listen, just hear. Um, see me. Uh, we will do our entire rendition of Tommy at the end of our. Yeah, not what no, not episode. just the song, the entire rock opera. Yeah, the overture. So I mean, I'll do it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's fine. Ooh. Uncle yeah. Ernie oh. is going to be. I'm all over that. Um, yeah, I bet yeah, you, you are. Know, I, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's like he he seems like such a nice guy, and all of a sudden he sees Spider Man, and he goes, "Wait, tasty." So it's like, wait, yeah. so you're nice and you're not evil, but now you see Spider-Man and that's like your trigger to also yeah. become evil. Like that felt a little odd. And of all the ways to bring those worlds together, though, I mean, it was exciting and it popped and the audience got happy. But of all the things, watching it on a fucking TV, really? It, it, that that was thing. interesting. And, uh, you know, you just wonder when that was filmed was it right, filmed right, in right, COVID? Right. And then obviously you weren't getting Tom Holland in your movie. So it had to be something that was already filmed. You know, you got JK Simmons without having to have him film anything new. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Jeff, uh, just overall thoughts on it, because uh, 
you uh, were not blown away by the mid credit scene. No, because I used to use stock footage the whole time. Like you said, they Venom was like, I'm going to show you something cool because I'm, I'm old and I'm from a long time. And then jokes on all of us, we're going to see some kind of blip and we don't really know if it's a multiverse. They kind of they kind of teased it. They kind of didn't. We don't know who messed up the multiverse at this time. Is it Wanda? Yeah. Is it is it Doctor Strange? What's going on? And probably. Then, by the way, just probably Mephisto. But anyway, go on. Yeah, probably Mephisto. You're right. Like, who knows? <laughs> who really knows? And the fact that they just threw it in there, and he watched it on TV. Yeah, that well, was, I thought that that was, that was the such, thing. It was such the, a, it was such a the, waste of a, the, of a. The yeah, the big end credits moment is to sit there and watch the end credits from uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Or no, uh, yeah, No Way Again. Home. Far from like, home. Far from home. Yeah, yeah. But it was like it was literally the same big reveal from the end of that movie. It was uh, so. so bad. As I mentioned, and I, I'm giving her credit for this theory uh, because uh, I did speak with our friend Roxy Stryer afterwards. And, you know, when he was a, he was about to show Eddie something, he was going to show him a little bit of the knowledge that he had before and the hive mentality. So there's the moment where he, as Eric points out, he does Venom does very creepily lick the the peter parker on the television screen so there is a possibility that because we're now dealing with a multiverse as we know for spider-man uh no way home and there is the fact that he does have this hive mentality so what might be the case is that the venom that we saw in spider-man 3 the topher grace venom is something that does exist on Venom's planet and they are part of the same hive. So yes, Tom Holland is not Tobey Maguire, but it might've seemed familiar to him in some way. That could be kind of an interesting way, but I also don't think that they need to make Spider-Man three canon. You know, you could stop with the Doc Ock Spider-Man. You give us the first two and honestly, you can give us the first two and you can give us both Andrew Garfield's. But you just go ahead and leave Spider-Man 3 out of it if you really need to. But it did get me thinking about the idea of, even if that's not exactly what it is, has Venom or some of his someone in his species that he's part of the hive mentality, have they met a Peter Parker? Even if it's just, a, you know, if it's not the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker, it's just a Peter Parker somewhere in a different earth somewhere, you know, one of the into the spider verse ones, maybe an actual animated one. So, uh, you know, it, it's exciting in that way because, Oh, does he recognize him or is he just a fucking creeper? Oh, my apologies. Uh, sorry. I, I, I couldn't stop myself. So we'll leave that up for a, a moment. Uh, You're going to get us our... banned in the USA. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and then, you know, yeah, there is clearly whatever causes it. This is some form of multiversal moment. Uh, not quite sure, you know, that it's a much nicer hotel room in the MCU. I guess that probably makes sense. Um, I really wanted to see more of the telenovela that they were watching. I expected to get more of that in all honesty, Jeff, that yep. seemed like a show that you would have inexplicably been doing an after show for after bus. <laughs> exactly. I mean, my telenovelas, like 
we go we go we go deep yeah um, it's like hey jeff we want you to do flash a telenovela and high school musical the series great i'm in it's like bet call that a, call that a saturday like i <laughs> i love that i live for that no uh, the whole scene was weird to me like i just yeah I, but like it, back it to, a long time it really was it really was and for nothing and but like to go back to eric's point I felt like a lot of it was shot during COVID because there was a lot yeah, of just yeah, like yeah, yeah. not a lot of people in the scenes, not a lot going. It felt small worldish. Yeah, and I was like, true. "All right, are we like, is this some COVID shooting type?" Because it's small. If like in the same world as WandaVision, you kind of tell even the last episode it was shot on a lot. Like it was not even real neighborhoods or whatever. So I it just. It kind of it just didn't right. it didn't hit and then for everybody to, to be so hype about that last scene i'm like we didn't watch anything new we didn't know but, but do you the think, idea oh. that you know because prior to this you know the feeling was like you know uh, kevin feige ain't never letting venom do anything sony wants to keep hands on so the idea that they will interact presumably in uh you know if if not no way home then in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You do know? you think he's in do you think he's in No Way Home? I think he is very likely in it, but probably not much. And if he's not in it, then he's definitely in Multiverse of Madness. I think oh. to be able uh because Venom can just, you know, just pop into it because we Spider-Man's going to be in that movie. Uh, as uh, at least I have that feeling, you know, that it's going to be a continuation. <laughs> I, was like, on that. I was like, you knew this? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen it already. Obviously. <laughs> cool. Wait, you didn't get to go to that press screening either? Either the movie that isn't f- done filming? <laughs> well, I don't know, Jeff. Like are you, Jeff, are you in show business or not? No, but um, that's just my feeling. Um, a lot of shame that... here. The, Venom's yeah. turned Christian. I don't think he's. It's not the same Christian. No, no, it definitely, it definitely. The symbiote isn't. Christians kind of mean. Yeah, and, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and there's no part, there's no part of that that's wrong. By the way, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think that the idea that you'll get to see him interact with Spider-Man because that was my big complaint with the first Venom is that the story just felt empty because he's supposed to be part of the Spider-Man story. You know, Spider-Man gets the black costume and then he realizes what it's doing to him. And Reed Richards is supposed to have taken care of everything. And then the thing breaks out and he turns into Venom. And it's uh, it's it, it becomes very interesting from there. But to skip that part was, uh, you know, it definitely took away from it. But he also I think if, you know, the Venom character is able to be crazier because it doesn't grow out of Spider-Man. So I don't know. But Another- I. Go ahead, Jeff. I was gonna say that like they just came out and like um, in one of the interviews, there was a high up in DC or in not in DC and Sony saying that they want to do Sinister Six as their end game, but yet we're gonna see this in the next Spider-Man film. Just doesn't add up, and like it just shows that Sony and Marvel are really on the same wavelengths to an extent because they're they're introducing Mob- Morbius, and, like. Who's going to be their Sinister Six? Is it going to be like... Well, if you were, do you remember the Morbius trailer that I think we literally got two years ago? With Michael Keaton? So Michael Keaton's Michael, in it, yeah. But is Michael right, Keaton right. not in this next Spider-Man? Like, cause no, he probably a- isn't. I, I, don't, I don't think we're getting the Sinister Six in the next Spider-Man. I think that 
that that'll be that the Sinister Six is a standalone movie that will happen. I think that you will get seeds, further seeds planted in the Spider-Man movie. You'll see something in Morbius. I would assume that Venom is part of the Sinister Six, uh, but I guess you know we'll have to see. But I don't think we're going to get the traditional characters of the Sinister Six. Uh, but I mean, we can, we have gotten, I think all of them in some iteration, like we, you know, does Thomas Hayden church want to reprise his role as Sandman? Probably not. Uh, it, it, you know, well, I, I, think, I don't know. Uh, I mean, what, what, what else is he doing? I mean, didn't we see Sandman in the trailer though? Yeah, no, it's true. But, uh, you know, the real surprise would be if we ever got Paul Giamatti as Rhino again. Oh. Um, Ooh, hard, and, hard pass. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I watched that scene again recently, and did I, you lose I, I a was, bet? <laughs> I, I don't know what it, it might have been with one of my kids. I lost a bet, honestly. Oh, that's fair. It, okay. And it was worse than I remembered, and I remembered it being awful. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, Paul Giamatti to me, I saw him, I saw him on Broadway before he even was, uh, before he was Pig Vop, um, right. in uh, Howard Stern movie. So I've been a fan of his for like ever, and it's it's genuinely like you feel bad for him. Because this, th- th- nothing in his acting is anywhere like this. So clearly, you know, uh, the director is like, no, 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 no. Trust me, it's going to work. No, nah, it's going to be great. Yeah. You know, you're going to be in a big metal rhino. Uh, you're going to be awesome. Like people fucking love you. I'm sorry, I did it again. Well, um, so my only thing, I just, I'm just like so confused. I'm not not confused by that by that scene. It's so crazy to me that that scene is also regarded as such a spider-man integral scene because people go back like this is what spider-man looks like as in the person you remember in the scene where spider-man is um not gone but whatever there's a little kid that like steps in the way of saying oh yeah. i'm the new spider-man and then he's like i'll take it from here like like people actually like that scene that was like that's the most like the comics or something when they when they pick out scenes i've seen that on twitter but it's it's funny it's funny that like on the total opposite end, Paul Giamatti just ruins the scene. Yeah. But it's just like it's like you you it depends on what you take out of it. But I I hundred percent taken out both. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, so Jeff, what do you think that the end credit scene means? Do you think it impacts directly uh, Spider Man No Way Home? Is, is it more setting up Venom three? Sinister Six, all of the above. What do you think uh, it means to you? I unfortunately think it means they're going to do a, a DC and do a Spider-Man versus Venom because um, I think they're going to make it just a, 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 co, a co-film. They're not going to make it Spider-Man 4 because Spider-Man is going to go into um, college. They might just have him do a Spider-Man versus Venom and then have that lead into... Um, the Sinister Six as Venom loses or whatever that continues Sinister Six and then Spider-Man can go up to college or whatever. But I, I don't see it being a Venom movie and I don't yeah. see how it fits into his college story. Well, it would be appropriate for a Spider-Man versus Venom movie because uh, obviously uh, Peter's real mother and Venom's mother were both named Martha. So uh, I think that it's most likely oh, no. going to be the course of what we get. Not again. <laughs> I think every superhero, every superhero's mother name oh, is... Oh, you had a mom named be. Martha. 
I was going to stab this in your heart, but now yeah, no, <laughs> boring. I was this close. Missed it by that much. Uh, uh, Eric, uh, what do you think it all means? And uh, you've got company uh, over there. Uh, what, do you, <laughs> what do you think that the, uh, do you, uh, do you want to share with us? What do you think that that end credits, uh, mid credit scene means? Or well, do you need of, to oh, be, You mean in terms of what's next? Yeah. Like where do you yeah, think yeah. it goes from there? It, it can, it could also be where you hope it goes versus where you know you're afraid it might go you know whatever your thoughts are on that yeah scene. well i mean honestly like that next spider-man feels like it feels like it's going to be like a buffet of spider-man you know just a, a bit of this a touch of that um some corn on the cob and you're all set so i i i mean i, w I don't think it'd be crazy to see venom show up but I wonder if it's just going to be Venom again at the end in another hotel watching a scene from another Spider-Man movie. So all they'll do is just Venom in a hotel until he finally yeah, he, gets out of the hotel room. He'll be watching the the Japanese Spider-Man series <laughs> from like 1978. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him show up in Spider-Man because it just seems... And it's also a worry I have about that new Spider-Man. I like the trailer, but... It feels like, I mean, remember, I mean, Spider-Man 3, what was the lesson we all learned? Like, don't put too many, uh, you know, chefs in the kitchen. And no, and and it, it was it was a problem with Amazing Spider-Man 2 is that they yes. spent so much time setting up a Sinister Six movie that so far they haven't gotten a chance to make yet. Uh, in any case, uh, I, I think that uh, we'll see where it all goes. Uh, look, we won't have another Venom movie for at least a little while. So yeah. uh, we'll be able to, yeah, we'll be able to debate that one uh, for uh, at least a couple of years as to whether or not Jeff needs to see it. Um, and then the real test I think is going to be Morbius. Uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff is definitely not spending $22 on that. Nope. No, we're going to start a Kickstarter campaign for you, Jeff. Uh, exactly. It, it, it's literally going to be maxed out at $22. <laughs> I was gonna say it might take it might take from here to when I get like till it comes out. It yeah. might be pennies on like pennies coming in. Yeah. Just because like they they don't want me to see this either. Well look <laughs> for uh for our uh, YouTube audience, uh it's right there. Venmo at count Eric Connor and uh he'll then uh forward it to Jeff. Uh, everybody wins. Uh, well, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about this movie. Uh, I believe that uh, we may have another episode talking about it with some other friends that uh, were unfortunately unable to join us tonight, we're but uh, we'll that. see. Wait, wait, you know, wait. is this a movie that deserves to be talked about twice? I don't know, but don't worry. I won't make you guys talk about it again. You've already what done are, your time. This what is are we, the, we're, we're the warm up act. Well, no, just so people who like. were supposed to be here tonight, uh, today, tomorrow, to whatever. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's fine, but, uh, this is, this is, you guys made it to the end of the day in the jury room without getting selected to the jury. So you will not need to serve, uh, when, uh, we are still trying to impanel our, our venom jury. That's uh, good. But cause I told them case, I didn't like it. I told them I didn't like it. And they said, you can't be a juror. You're yeah. already biased. And I was like, you're right. You're so right. Me send, send me home. But <laughs> exactly. uh, Jeff, if people want to talk to you uh, about Venom and dragons and which one you like less, how do they do that? It's crazy because I'm so hyped for um, Game of Thrones and House of Dragons. But in superhero dragons, I'm not about it. We'll talk about it at Jeff Will Jr. on all your social media platforms. And uh, Eric, where do people keep in touch with you? 
Well, I, I realized I don't think my Venmo is actually Count Eric Connor, but I'm also not looking. <laughs> I'm not looking for your money. I'm looking for your love. Uh, and you can love me over on Twitter, and you can love me a long time on Instagram at Count Eric Connor. I'm not on TikTok because I am old and 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 beardy, so they it, it gets creepy when they love you on TikTok. It's like chat roulette when someone looks like me. Fucking leave. Turn off your computer. Is chat roulette still out there? By the way. That's how I met Jeff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again to Jeff Williams Jr. and Eric Connor. We appreciate your thoughts on a movie that neither of you particularly liked. Let's see how well the movie was received by the other half of our panel. Very excited to welcome back to the show. You know her, you love her, but if you really knew her, you wouldn't love her. <laughs> Zia Landerson Bastille Day. Zia, welcome back to the show. I get all my names again. Hi. And for having me, Jeff, how are you identifying today? Uh, I'm not. I'm okay. I'm anonymous. So, so that, uh, that ghostly apparition is the one and only Jeff DeRay of the Black Cast. I think that that's the only credit that anybody ever needs for you. Jeff DeRay yeah. of the Black Cast. It's all the credibility, all the credibility I'll ever have. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and again, for our visual audience, yeah. you're getting treated to, uh, why does Japan always have the most awesome movie posters? Because uh, they're for, just better at stuff. I'm just going to throw mean, that out there. Japan is look, just better they, at stuff. They know Don't how they to sell this movie. Too? Yeah, what? they do. Like, they'll have titles for things that'll come out here, but there it's like, strong guy fights stronger guy. And like, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm, I want that title. Is yeah. this, is this real? There's, you guys see that meme going around talking about uh, what, what Japan calls, um, what is it? The Jersey Shore? I, I, I saw this. this and I hope it's true. Do you remember what it was, Zia? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I don't want to get remember. it wrong. But exactly. Like... And it just makes me laugh so hard. Uh, oh yeah, it's called Macaroni Rascals. <laughs> I hope it's called that. I honestly, I think we need to change the name. We should follow Japan's lead and call that show Macaroni Rascals. That sounds like it's like a sequel to Little Rascals. Like this is what they grew up into. Yeah, yeah it's it's their cousins on the other side of town. It's like, uh, do you want to hang out with us? It, it would be like a backdoor pilot to the Little Rascals. Like, let's go visit our friends, the Macaroni Rascals. And you know, what, they're just like the Little Rascals, except they all talk with their hands. What was that, Jeff? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It would be better if they're rivals and we could have like there could be a a love cross between them, maybe a little West Side Story style, like macaroni and little, macaroni and little. And the you know that the fat the one's gonna be named Meatball. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the fat one's definitely named Meatball. And I'm sorry, Zia, I stepped on your joke and uh, No, it's okay. I was just saying that the obviously they're from the wrong side of the tracks. The macaroni. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, rappels, no, obviously like, from the wrong side. Of the yeah, tracks. they're the ones. Uh, in any case, as you can see, for those watching, the uh, there will be venom. Uh, don't know. There will be carnage. Yeah. There will be venom, but it'll be on uh, November second. So it's like, it's like, oh, it like just came out. <laughs> Actually, I think that uh, that just means the original release date was February eleventh. But uh, I feel like it makes it current that it says eleven two on the poster that I have. In any case. You know, because if that's accurate, it means it comes out on a Tuesday. So I'm probably just reading the date wrong because I'm a dummy. But this movie oh, came out a little while ago and we did talk about it on uh, Marvel Movie Talk. But I've wanted to uh, get some of our brain trust to weigh in, mostly because in our previous show, 
Jeff and Eric really didn't like it. Jeff very actively disliked it. And uh, I think he was angry that he didn't get invited to a press screening. And so he took it out on his opinion of the movie. Either that or he legitimately didn't like it. But I wanted to start with this today. And again, when we talk about these movies, we're always going to talk about all the spoilers. So uh, including the end credit scene, which is uh, the thing that was really the only thing spoilable about this movie is probably yeah. that. But uh, Zia, just overall thoughts and some of your favorite stuff in it. All right. So I will lead with this. It wasn't great. No. However, oh. I still have, I still liked it. And I left the yeah. theater going, oh, that was fun. Uh, but it, I, I like the first one better. The first yeah. one was a far superior movie and story. This well, one. And, and they... remember the grief that you and I took on the various shows we did because we I both know. dared to like the first Venom. I really liked the first one. I, I thought they did also, a good job with it. Also not perfect, the first no, Venom. Of course not. And I wasn't. And you know what? Maybe that's why I enjoyed it more than than other people is because I went in with very low expectations. I was sure. not expecting much, really. So coming yeah. out of it, I was like, oh, you know what? That was pretty good. I like that. Uh, and, and like you said, not perfect. This one I definitely didn't enjoy quite as much, but I still left the theater going, oh, it was fun. I liked the – I really liked the relationship that they had between Eddie and Venom, how much yeah. they nurtured that. And I liked that whole sort of dynamic that they had going. I really liked their fight and how he leaves. And it was really funny. They they made that part of it really funny. And so that's what I enjoyed a lot. I was expecting to like Carnage more. Um, the, the the symbiote of Carnage, the character, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. just in, They made him big and scary. But I just, I wanted to see a little bit more from him. It was, and I, and I honestly think they could have dropped the love story between, uh, Cletus and that chick and shriek who, and shriek. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of hated that. I hated their whole dynamic. It was so over the top to like a ridiculous point. And like, I, I kind of liked her character in the beginning. And then as it went on, I was like, Oh, I hate this character so much. Let me ask an important <laughs> question. Did you hate that character so much because she reminded you of high school Zia? No, no. Okay. <laughs> just I just wanted I, to know. I would say if that's what it was. Yeah. It was well, I just, just didn't know. I felt like that's what uh, that re relationship they had. I'm like, I feel like this is a Zia relationship somewhere in her life, but maybe <laughs> God, I'm wrong. Thank Jesus, no. Um, <laughs> Did high school <laughs> Zia God, wear like a single part. colored contact and put like a fake scar over her eye? Because that'd be pretty cool, I got to say. That's where it differed. I, I wasn't that cool. I, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I just wore large baggy <laughs> pants and <laughs> studded belts. <laughs> the fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I just I really dislike that character, and they could have just left out that whole love story, and it was and yeah. and he was and Cletus was a, was a serial killer, so I didn't mind a little bit of the theatrics, but it got to a point where I was like, this is too much, even for me. <laughs> I was like, they need to just chill the fuck out with this. So that so that those were a lot of the parts that that was just like, uh, all right. But overall, I still liked it. I still had fun yeah. with it. I, I I always enjoy um what's her name? I completely forgot her name all of a sudden. Michelle oh, Williams. Uh, Michelle yeah. Williams, thank you. Jen, I always Jen Lindley from Dawson's Creek. That's all you need to remember about Never her. Yeah. seen Dawson's Creek. <laughs> it's actually just like Venom. Her character's almost oh. exactly the same. Yeah. Pretty oh, much. Then I like yeah. it, I'm sure. Yeah, all right. Pretty sure. Adding that to the watch list. Check. Uh, uh, Jeff, she was Overall thoughts uh, on the movie, and then we'll get into some specifics. But I want to, I want to, I want you to paint with a very wide brush, which I've heard that broadly, you usually do. It was yes, a bit disappointing. Broadly. I think it's easy to say it was disappointing because 
it just it was soulless like it's the same problem that i've had with a lot of movies that have come out since the pandemic started and it felt like this movie had the same problems uh i think i brought it up to you last time we recorded which was i wonder if a lack of test audiences are why we keep getting movies that just have no bite because there's no one to tell them like hey none of this worked for me like you talked about not really liking carnage or the character he had two lines like what when did carnage actually talk we saw no interaction between carnage and cletus it was none of the stuff that we set from the first movie about the relationship between the symbiotes and their hosts and so it was just kind of like boring it just it didn't go anywhere it was it, it had cool sequences it seems like the money and the time was spent on making some of these cool like carnage looked really cool but that was about it and so it's hard to enjoy a movie like this when there's no real story like the the love the love uh relationship whatever between scream and and carnage seemed like it was so ham-fisted into the movie just to have her as a character in the movie because it didn't go anywhere it didn't help us it, it bogged down the story constantly it made us go to places that had no point like the whole scene where they're burning down their orphanage it was like why for, to what end? Like you guys, you've been gone from here for decades. You've he's lived his whole life being a serial killer. She's been locked up for decades, and they're still obsessed over this group home from when they were kids. It just seems kind of shallow in terms of char- character. Well, and also, but uh, well, just to interject, you know, uh, Jeff, there's one thing that we should remember about orphanages that uh, when you live there, it is a hard knock life. So mm, when. Us. That just yeah, and, and I think it just sticks with them. And uh, I do believe that occasionally Jay Z would chime in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I think it's very important to take into consideration. And Z, I'm sure you had a very important point, but I needed to make sure I made my point as well. Well, I was just going to say to to Jeff's point about the about the orphanage, which I'm sure it sticks with you, you know, to an extent. That's a good point as well. But they didn't show enough of how bad it was there to justify it. I think that's where they fucked up. They showed you a little bit and it seemed like things really got bad when they left the orphanage. They showed like a very little snippet of the orphanage and you're like, okay, cool. I don't really get a sense of how bad it was. So right. Why the fuck would they go back there? I think that's where they didn't take quite enough time with building. When they were in the orphanage, it's not like she was kept in a little Hannibal Lecter glass box. You know what I mean? She got to go outside <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it they, was like, wasn't that the best part of your life? Playing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Smashing up the prison. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I sense. think that, uh, you know, the first thing that I said after I saw the movie, I would ask people, did you like the first one? And if they said no, and like, just don't go anywhere near this, because that yeah. is, is, I think it's much better. That's a fair assessment. And this is more ridiculous, more over the top. Um, I am in something of a minority in that. I actually really liked Woody Harrelson because he was just like, you know, it, it was like every, every reading that he gave or, you know, every audition, no, sorry, every rehearsal that they did. Andy circus was probably like, Nope, bigger. Mm-mm, nope. We need bigger. And he was like, all right, I'm going to give you bigger. And he did it. You know, he delivered. And uh, I thought that uh, the back and forth with him and Eddie was nice, but the uh, as strong as the Eddie Venom stuff is, you guys are both right in that uh, Carnage and uh, and Cletus, you know, and they make the point that they're not really symbiotic. And I think that the only line that I remember from Carnage, Zia, maybe you would appreciate, is that uh, he said if she shrieks again, he's going to bite her head off. And you'd probably be like, yeah. oh, please open your mouth again. 
<laughs> but that would that would have been nice. I would have been fine with that. I did like when she got smashed by the chandelier. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, the giant chandelier just. Yeah, I thought that the character wasn't great. They clearly decided they wanted to include her, but uh, she's, I don't know. She's like Sir Lawrence Olivier compared to the guy who played the cop. And uh, the cop character in this movie, every time he was on screen, it made me uh, doubt the fact that I enjoyed the movie at all, you know, because he was just, he was so bad. And... I, I don't know. I yeah. was just like, there's no other actor. Like you had to cast this guy. Like how, how did that guy even in there? I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? Jeff was, was no. uh, what, okay. Good. I'm glad. Great, great point on this is and something I had thought about is like, so this character has lived here for decades and decades, but has a very thick Brooklyn accent. <laughs> that's the best this British actor could do in terms of American accents. Like, come on guys. It was, it made no sense why that actor that character would have that accent if he's been a lifelong san francisco cop right yeah, i mean he should have been that saying that like oh carnage <laughs> is hella lame bro exactly <laughs> you know that's probably how i mean and I mean, you know anybody in the bay area please well, correct my dialogue i mean not to be too uh whatever but it's like wouldn't that have been a good opportunity for any black characters in this movie at all that's actually uh, a good point Perhaps you didn't. Oh, sorry. Other notice. than Shriek, Shriek, but who's barely in it and does nothing and sucks. What that about the a, title character? Are are you uh, are you not calling into consideration the fact that Venom is clearly <laughs> the most important black character in the movie? <laughs> You're right. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we have a red character as well. So obviously their representation is clear. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, I think that uh, if they had had like a you know, like a, a totem pole in the role of the cop. And, uh, you know, they just looped in somebody saying his lines and like, well, that would have been better, you it know, been at least the same. Yeah. What did you think of some of the uh, other uh, actors, Zia, including uh, this police officer uh, character? Detective yeah, no, Cassidy. he was terrible. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. And even the, the doctor that was torturing Shriek. Yeah. In the, oh, in yeah. the, yeah, she was terrible too. I didn't believe any, I did not believe she was evil. I didn't believe she was a bitch. I was just kind of like, all right, here's a lady trying to act like a bitch. Like, it, it was not believable at all. It was pretty terrible. I'm trying to think of other actors in it. I did like Woody Harrelson, but that's just because yeah. I love Woody, Woody Harrelson. That's just because he's Woody I'm, Harrelson. I, and like I mean, it's hard not to. It's all, hard honestly. not to like him. And I, and I think a lot of the problems with it weren't really his fault. No, it was any problems you know. with this movie are definitely on the page, you know? Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, exactly. You know, and go ahead, Jeff. There's just a lack of characters. Like I'm just, the more I'm thinking about it in the there's first movie, in the first movie, you actually have characters to help drive the story. You have Riz Ahmed as the bad guy, but then you have like uh, Jenny Slate as like yeah. the kind of oh, yeah. good doctor. So you actually have decent actors to bounce off each other, even when they're on the kind of bad side of things. And you just didn't have that. Like you had the guy, the Dan boyfriend character, and it just felt like, oh, cool. It's a couple tag along scenes. Like, did you glad you could get that paycheck? Because you did not contribute to this movie at all. <laughs> By the way, I was just going to say, I uh, didn't mind him. <laughs> he, he wasn't bad, but he didn't. What, <laughs> no, you're right. Me, if he, he wasn't in any of those there. scenes, how much of a difference would it have made? Other than he, the he comedy of, Carni of of Venom being like, yeah, I don't like it. And now I do. Thank you. 
<laughs> By the way, you just nailed the uh, the 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 symbiote voice, Jeff. I, that was I really good. That. <laughs> that's really it's it's like that's the amount of care that they put in. Like, I don't like you. No, I like you. I would like to eat everyone. I will not eat everyone. Great. Why and are we doing yeah. this? Bye. We're we're moving on to the we're moving on to the next thing. So uh, Detective Mulligan is uh, that character's name. I uh, inadvertently called him uh, oh, Detective Cassidy. How apropos. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, that, <laughs> and it's unfortunate because uh, we are definitely going to get a Mulligan with that character because uh, when we see him at the end, you know, this could have been the spoiler of the movie, but uh, it isn't because nobody really cared by this point. Uh, that indication is that he's going to be the character Toxin in an upcoming uh, Venom movie. And I believe that this has made enough money and uh, <laughs> Sony is so uh, focused on their cinematic universe that, uh, you know, there's going to be Are more Venom movies for sure. It looks yeah. like the next one's going to be called Toxin Masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great title. Venom colon toxin masculinity i think that they should call it that um yeah and uh, i don't know i mean i think that uh there was not as much michelle williams in this and i think that the only really good sequence with her was when she merged with venom because that was one of for me it was one of the best things in the first one you know and i'm like well at like least that. they got some of that but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like one of those things where you feel like, you know, she's under contract for a second movie. So like we are putting her in it. You know, <laughs> she's been nominated for an Academy Award and she was on Dawson's Creek. So for those two reasons, we are going to put her into the show. Um, look, I think that uh, the action sequences were cool. It, 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 as long as you were sitting there going like this is a comic book movie because yeah. the action sequences, as cool as they were, they were the least believable part of the movie. Considering well, the yeah. concept of the movie being, you know, space aliens who can, you know, change shapes and merge with humans. It, it, you know, it was just a lot of logic flaws. Anytime there's like, oh, I'm falling really fast. Well, I'm going to fall faster. I'm like, really? Is that how gravity works? I didn't know. Terminal velocity doesn't work in our species. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. Most laws of physics apparently don't. But, uh, you know, the, the sequence in the church I thought was cool, you know, and uh, anytime that CGI they... CGI was good. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the CGI was That's definitely... That's important to note. <laughs> yeah. Look, they have like an extra year for this movie. So if the CGI had sucked, you'd be like, what are you doing? What are like, you doing? The movie that was, was... I guess, it was ready to have come out last October. So it's like, all right, let's spend a minute on this. And I'm sorry, Z, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, no, it's okay. I was just going to say that was one of my biggest problems with Hellboy. I, I wanted to like oh, that boy. movie. And I did the the one that they, the recent one that they did with, um, yeah. you know, David Red Harbor. Guardian. David yeah, Harbour, yeah. Yeah. Safe he, uh, and I really, Safe Harbor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted to like it. And I went into it and I, and I did enjoy the story and I enjoyed parts of it, but really the CGI was fucking all over the damn place. Like part of it was good and part of it was horrible. And that that takes it out of that really takes you out of a movie like that. So that's one thing at least Venom got right with all. It would have been nice if all the other elements were together. It would have been a great fucking movie. But at the very least, they made it a fun action movie with good CGI. <laughs> like That's all I was really hoping for. Yeah, because if the CGI didn't work, then this movie literally has nothing going for it. it I nothing. mean, I think Tom Hardy actually added more to the character than he did in the the last one. You know, I was sort of, I was yeah. talking to somebody about this. It's like, 
even if the movie is kind of nonsense around him, Tom Hardy is still a great actor. It's the example that I always use. As bad as the Star Wars Christmas special is, you look at Harrison Ford and you're like, God damn it, he's Han Solo. Like, you believe it. You don't believe anybody else in this piece of shit. But you're like, he's Han Solo. He's still Han Solo. Look at him. You know, he's just like, he can, you know, when you can act well in a movie that maybe isn't the strongest, you know, like, who can't be great in an Academy Award winning movie? Well, Gwyneth Paltrow. But other than that, you know, who can't? So, I don't know. I think that uh, it, it it was good. I thought that we got a lot more of Eddie in this, you know, and I didn't know I how much we that, would get. Yeah. And the most fun really is the interaction with him and Venom, you know, which yeah, uh, we saw a lot of that, like making breakfast and stuff we saw in the trailer. But uh, I thought uh, that was good. Um, so in general, I thought it was fun, but I went into it kind of knowing that. And it was like, was it like an hour and 40 minutes? And so whatever, the running time was like about 90 minutes, I think, whatever it was. I was like, thank you, movie, for knowing that we don't need all this extra time, you know? I'm like two hours of venom. <laughs> they might have had like another storyline that they cut, and to which I say thank you. If you want to put that on the Blu-ray, I will watch it. But thank you for not subjecting us to more. It was kind of the perfect length, and it was fun, and it was crazy. But overall, I do agree with Jeff. Definitely disappointing, but very rarely is the second movie better than the first one. So here's the thing, though. I feel like if movies were still making a billion dollars a clip on yeah. superhero movies, they would have spent the time to do reshoots and do more to make this a better movie. But I think studios recognize that it's like, we're not gonna make the same return on investment we did when we greenlit all these projects. So it's not worth spending all the extra time and money like polishing them. And that's why we're getting some of this like kind of rough cut feeling yeah. movies. Well, the worst is for Fox movies that uh, could really use reshoots i'm looking at you new mutants but then once disney bought them ah. like, we aren't we aren't reshooting anything you know it's like we'll just do we'll do whatever we need to you know like you know they thought what they thought of new mutants was we're gonna put that in the theaters when most theaters are closed you know the majority of theaters nationwide were not open at that point and uh so uh yeah i think that uh you know and look it probably is tricky with actor schedules being more complicated than even in the past because of how much work got delayed and it is so much more expensive to even set foot on a set now because of all the COVID protocols. So I, I agree, Jeff, I think that their thinking might be like, you know what? We'll get it right on the next one. Venom three is going to be awesome. That's, <laughs> that's what they're thinking. Uh, especially if they recast, uh, if they, to borrow your joke, if they pull a mulligan on detective mulligan, um, let's talk about the spoiler. And we've already talked about some spoilers, but now here's the big spoiler from Venom. If for some reason you're waiting for the home release, this is the thing that uh, everybody kind of knows is in it now, uh, even if you didn't see it. Uh, I'll ask you first, Zia. When we get that post credit scene or mid credit scene, what did you think? That's the best part of the whole movie. I was waiting to say that. <laughs> That's the best part of the whole movie. It's those those the, like two minutes. <laughs> yes, those two yeah. minutes. I was I clapped along with everyone else in the theater, and I rarely do that. And I, I'm not usually a, a movie theater clapper. Uh, but unless so someone excited. makes unless someone makes an important social justice point, then you're always. I'm the only one in the theater. I got to stand up. Well, because you live own. in Jersey now, so no no one stands up for social justice. <laughs> Boo! Get out of here! Especially yeah, especially where Jeff lives. You know, in Massachusetts, it's like. You know, it's like somebody makes a point about, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, I don't know, working mothers. Boo! 
<laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Jay, what were you going to say? No, go ahead, Jeff. Jeff was going to say something. I was going to say, it's actually surprising, like, how many people, it's like you forget how much of the dichotomy there is in Boston. Like, everyone Natasha works with, or at least worked with at her old shop was a they, them, like, you know, all this other stuff. And then you walk around the corner, like the neighborhood around the corner from mine, you got a bunch of like fucking thin blue line flags. And it's just like, Oh my God, where am I? <laughs> like, <laughs> What kind of like the, and they're across. And then of course, across the street, you also have like, we believe in love as education of where, what, I don't know what the sign says, but we've got everybody <laughs> fighting each other with their signs in yeah. the neighborhoods around here. Of, so it's people getting into forth. sign fights. Yeah. They have <laughs> <laughs> more and more escalating signs on their front yard. Pretty soon they've yeah. got 20 and they're like, no, yeah, you! It's, it's, it's somebody who's just starbelly snitching this whole situation. The <laughs> sign industry is capitalizing yeah. on our animosity. It's, it's the... They need uh, to be stopped. It's the uh, the woke version of Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, duck season, rabbit season. And mm -hmm. and it's just like, clearly we all know that it's rabbit season. I don't know why Every anybody would be stupid enough to think it's duck season. Every episode that they did that joke, the Acme sign guy was just flipping a stack of cash. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up, He's suckers. Like, <laughs> so, uh, Zia, that that sequence, you did actually applaud with everyone because it was so I exciting did. to it's to see it, right? We, this, this is what everybody's been wanting. This is We talked about this with the first movie, and this is everyone else's problem, too, and I get it, but it was still fun with that. But anyway, the point is, you need Venom with fucking Spider-Man. Absolutely. And the fact that we're finally going to get that is going to be so, and I don't know in what capacity that's going to be, but it's going to be so fucking fun. And I mean, and, and it just, obviously we already knew about the multiverse and everything, but you just get to see more of it because clearly when that happens, he's in a different reality or timeline or something's going on where Venom then sees Spider-Man. So I can't wait to see what it's what the character of Venom is going to be like as because he's an anti-hero in these movies. Is he going to continue to be an anti-hero? Is he going to become a straight up villain fighting Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, you know, and before that happens where they, you know, shift realities or whatever, whatever they'll explain that, you know, they end up in a different right. multiverse in a much nicer hotel. Uh, you know, so clearly that's that's Disney because uh, they're, they're suddenly in a nice hotel somewhere and uh, Disney came in and bought all of it. You know, Venom was about to try to reveal some things about himself. Jeff. What do you think was uh, Venom's dark secret? Does he have an embarrassing like poetry journal from when he was a teenager or what sort of things do you think he might've had? I, you know, I didn't, I hadn't really gotten the impression it was necessarily like revealing dark secrets as much as yeah. it was like, he was like, Oh, I'll share the knowledge of the symbiote. And then the fact that it kind of co went, had had, it went in the same time as he kind of jumps in the multiverse. I at first was like, Oh, is this like, because he reached into his symbiote consciousness, they've basically oh, like jumped too. dimensions. Yeah. But it's, I mean, obviously it rain, remains to be seen. The reason they don't explain it is so they can explain it when they feel like it. <laughs> but uh, I think it's interesting, the idea that it's like, it could be that the symbiotes are aware of the multiverse if they've been living for billions of years and seen it like come in and out or whatever it is. Cause they said they were like super old and they're a hive mind. So he would have yeah. the collective knowledge of like, Null, the original one, if that's going to be a character in this universe, if that's Canon. 
Right. And I, you, you feel like they're introducing as many characters as might potentially get standalone movies as possible. So I don't see why they wouldn't. And yeah, it does, uh, you know, it does just sort of make people even more excited for Spider-Man No Way Home when they were already pretty excited about it. And, you know, this multiverse idea, it, the fact that we're getting to see some of the my favorite part from a production standpoint is that they didn't need to film anything MCU related. They used J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man Far From Home. They used like a still photo of Tom Holland. You know, it's the same photo that they use. And it was just like, yeah, those guys didn't have to do anything. And by the way, just the way that uh, likeness rights were, they were both paid. J.K. Simmons and Tom Holland were both paid for appearing in a movie that they didn't actually film anything for. So good for them. But yeah. uh, I, I still thought it was so cool. And there's so much to see. You know, there's just so much to think about what we could see in the next movie. You know, I mean, the next time where we see the two of them. Um, one thought uh, I I sat to I sat next to our old pal Raxi Stryer at the press screening I went to and. She thought of something that hadn't occurred to me. And I think I talked about this on the show previously, but the idea that Venom is these hive minds and he seems to somehow be drawn to Peter Parker, even though it's established that he's never met him. Uh, so Roxy had this idea that maybe because they're doing all this multiverse stuff, maybe Spider-Man three really did happen that venom is really from the same planet. He's part of the same species. And so then yes, Topher Grace is canon as well. He should be. And so he actually has memories of meeting a Peter Parker. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of a cool idea because I would always figure that they're going to pretend that Spider-Man one and two happened. And then they'll just conveniently forget about Spider-Man three, but I'm like, Oh, this is a good way in. Uh, what do you think about uh, that theory, Jeff? I think it's interesting, but another th uh, question I had is because I, I don't know if you saw when I went to see this, they showed the Morbius trailer and I'm pretty yes. sure in the Morbius trailer, we see uh, what's his name? The Vulture talking yes. to Morbius. So that would confirm that Morbius is in the same universe as Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And he's also part of this Sony Spider-Verse thing. So it seems even more like everything needs to be interconnected if that's what they're doing. To that point, I think it's um, to your point, that's a really interesting way of connecting everything, right? Yeah. Like if this and again, to the idea of, of if this being exists as this massive hive mind, maybe the consciousness can travel between dimensions. I mean, anything's possible when you're making it all up, right? So, <laughs> yeah, <Point. laughs> when you're when your currency is bullshit, everything is possible, because as much as I love these movies, every second of them is bullshit. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful Sp bullshit. Spider-Man's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Baby Yoda's bullshit. Baby Yoda. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that uh, it'll be cool to see how they interconnect all of it. And yeah, boy, uh, that Morbius movie, uh, you want to talk about something that uh, I hope they're taking time for reshoots because they keep bumping that movie and they're like, no, we'll put everything else out. Just uh, not Morbius. But it, yeah, really the feeling is, Morbius. no, I do want to see it. And I hope that it's good. Uh, do you think he does and, the hand sucking or like, right? Cause I, I know, remember I, the, the animated show. He always, he had little suckers on his hand right. and that's how he would draw the plasma out. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think I hope we get some so. you know, that visual would definitely be cool. And yeah, I think the feeling is that they are building a Sinister Six movie for Sony, but they want it to be MCU adjacent. 
and there's enough money to go around that you can, you know, kick a bundle of cash over to Kevin Feige and Disney and be like, yeah, we just need a couple of people to show up in it. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm very excited. And yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie and I had fun with it. But boy, that last scene, I'm like, oh, man, I have so many questions and thoughts and I'm so excited now. You know, I can't wait to see what happens with that. Well, in terms of another MCU movie, an actual MCU movie, one that uh, neither of you have seen, and I'm not going to say anything spoilery about it. I will mention no spoilers, but uh, Eternals will be coming out uh, this week because, as we all know, today is Wednesday uh, morning slash afternoon. So uh, tomorrow, Eternals will be in theaters. And of course, uh, I saw it uh, with our friends, uh, Jeff Williams and Elena. We all saw it together and uh, we have a special episode coming. I believe that'll post on Monday after people get a chance to see it over the course of the weekend. So please uh, check out that episode that we'll have after the weekend. But uh, yeah, so seeing Eternals, I thought that uh, it was fun. It was interesting. The characters are really well-defined and likable. My concern is that it's a little dense because like the movie starts and right away there's like a crawl with information and I'm like, oh, they're learning us. They need to they need to help us learn a lot they're about these characters us. that are like 7000 years old. So it's like we got a lot of ground to cover. So uh, strap yourselves in. I mean, and, go ahead. Jeff. I don't want to be that guy, but it's like I think, you know, I love shit like that. Anything yeah. that's like too much to chew is perfect because then you can kind of like do more investigating, get to know more of the shit that's yeah. going on. I, as somebody who didn't read all of these comic books, but enjoys the universes and the made up bullshit, as we just discussed, like something like that's awesome. It gives you the opportunity to investigate it more if you're interested. And if you're like, Ugh, information about this, I don't care for that. <laughs> then don't, then don't watch these movies and don't care about the universe. Like don't complain about it. Just if it's not for you. I think it's great to introduce more yeah. and, and have more canon and more things and open up everything. Yeah. The biggest criticism of it from you know people who have reviewed it and ones who haven't spoiled anything about it, that it's really dense. And I felt like that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. There's a lot. It's sort of like what Jeff's seeing. There's a lot to digest. You should pay attention and watch what's going on on the screen. But I'm considering it, and I'm telling people it's the dune of superhero movies because there's just so much happening. You really need to just take it all in. And yeah, it's good that people are seeing it in the theater because if you like, you know, you look down at your phone for a couple of minutes, you're gonna be like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and there's a lot of characters. Uh, I've, I've got my favorites. Uh, the one thing that I will say is that, uh, uh, Kamal, uh, Kamal Nanjiani was on screen for like five seconds. And I'm like, oh, I see why they uh, cast him. I, I completely got it. But uh, to our conversation that we had recently on the Black Cast, Jeff, I don't know that he needed to get as jacked as he did. But uh, I guess he took the opportunity, right? He's yeah, still I mean, jacked as fuck. Sorry, I just have to right throw now? that out no. there. Yes, like Good right now. He got into shape and he's like, this is amazing. I love this. I'm never going back. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works, though. Look at Tom Hardy. His career blew up when he got Super Jack to play Bane. Or really, he played Bronson. And then after that, he was getting considered for more of these like big tough guy roles. And then after Bane, it was like he was the hot commodity. Everybody wanted to put him in any role they could, especially as a tough guy. So yeah. I can't imagine it's going to be bad for Camille's uh, career. And he's 
fucking hilarious. He's been yeah, super so funny. good for so long. Like, yeah. I remember watching Silicon Valley and it was like, uh, I think that was a show, right? Yes, and he's yeah. just amazing in it. He was always the funniest character. He stole every scene. So it's, I'm glad if this is a great launching off point for him and getting buff helps execs cast him as lead roles. I can't say I loved that, like love intro, whatever movie he did with Issa Rae. It was funny, but it wasn't great. But I, I think he's a great actor. So I just think he needs more projects. The Big Sick, that was the one that he did. That was fantastic. That was a fantastic so, movie. Yeah. That he was obviously him about got it his in him. Relationship with his wife, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. yeah I also liked good. him. I watched that. It's a stupid movie, but I fucking really enjoyed it. Stuber with him. And uh... yeah, that was with Batista. That one was <laughs> yeah, funny. Was oh, really I forgot funny. about that movie. I actually uh, really enjoyed that one. So now uh, neither of you uh, have had a chance to see it yet. And that's why I'm talking about it. So yeah. I can hold it over your heads and, uh, <laughs> and lord it about how uh, I'm apparently, I've apparently tricked people to thinking I'm still in show business, but not getting a chance uh, to see it yet, but you know, you've seen trailers and you know, what's coming Zia. What is your thought about this? Are you excited or are you a little cautious? Cause you really don't know these characters. What are your thoughts heading into Eternals? I really don't know these characters much at all. So I've been probably the least excited about this, this particular one, but as it's on us, uh, upon us rather, I'm looking forward to getting to know a new batch of heroes. Cause I think we've really closed the doors uh, on a lot of, the heroes, the superheroes that we know and love. And I think trying to replace them with other people is is going to be rough because you've gotten to know these characters over the span of like 10 years, 10 plus years. And it's all come to this big culmination. So I'm actually kind of excited that they're uh, like, I guess, starting this new chapter with new people and new characters and, and a whole new, like within the same world, which I like, so it's still connected, but it's kind of its own thing. So I am looking forward to that, but I'm definitely just kind of going into it pretty neutral. Like, all right, I just want to see if I enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, I had read comics with the Eternals in it. I read an entire Eternals miniseries that Walt Simonson did in 1985, and I didn't remember anything about any of them. I, like, knew the names of a couple characters. There's a supporting character who I know really well from uh, reading comics in, in this, but, uh, and that's not really a spoiler because people know he's in it. it you know, this one, that's, I'm talking about the guy from Game of Thrones. Uh, ah, know, yes. Kit, Kit Harrington. Right. Yeah. Kit Harington. Yeah. He, he plays uh, Dane Whitman is uh, how he, we know him in this movie. All of the Eternals. He is a descendant of Walt Whitman. Yes. He, uh, he fights the body electric. Uh, in any case, uh, the characters are all different. They're all new. And because they have been around for thousands of years, they're all really well-defined. So I think there's a lot of characters to pick from. And I think people are going to have their favorites and, you know, you're going to have a couple that, you know, you're like, whatever, but I think that they're all so different. I think it is really interesting. I, it'll be interesting to see how people react to the movie. I don't feel like it's a, your most accessible superhero movie, you know, in a way it's almost like what Zack Snyder tries to do by making his super movie superhero movies so dense a lot of the time. And that's what people are like, what are they doing now? It is like two hours and 40 minutes. And that's I, what I heard. Yeah. And you know, when Avengers Endgame is three hours, you're like, yeah, but that's like, you know, that's like 23 movies built into that. But you're what paying do you think years, and yeah. years of yes. movies. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what are you also, thinking? Go ahead, Isaiah. Sorry, finish. I was just going to say another point that I hadn't even really thought about until now is that they're kind of jumping into this and introducing you to all these different characters in one movie, as opposed to when we started the MCU, it started with Spider-Man and then Iron Man. And then they like slowly sort of introduced the characters. And then, and then you got an Avengers movie and then you got the Thor movies. So they got that you got entire movies to introduce you to each character before they became an ensemble. Now you're just getting an ensemble and they have to make you care about like how, I mean, however many characters are in, I don't even know a bunch of characters. I think there's seven, but I'd have seven? to actually go, I'd have to actually go through and count. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know? So they're introducing you and getting you to care about seven characters within two hours and 40 minutes, which actually is not that long to yeah. accomplish all of that and yeah. tell a story and have a big event and all that shit. Like yeah. it's, so that's not crazy. Yeah, there's a character who's in it a lot more than I thought, one of the Eternals. And I think that it surprised me at how great the character is. You know, there's, look, you, you everybody knows Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, you know, you know who's in it. And obviously you're going to see them, but uh, there's uh, somebody that I was surprised. So uh, I can't wait for people to see it. Jeff, your I thoughts heading Brian into Tyree it. Henry, because I love him. He's Brian great. Tyree. Yeah. Yeah. I th that's that was one of the points I was going to make is I think it's hard to to not be excited for this movie based on casting alone. Like I like so many of the the people that are in it. Like we talked about Kumail, we talked uh, Brian. I've like everything I've seen him in since uh, Atlanta has been fantastic. So yeah. I'm excited to see what he's doing. And uh, there's a, I don't know the I don't know what else he's been in, but there's that character who looks like he's he could be like Mongolian or Chinese. Every yeah, time I've seen in the trailers, he seems hilarious. Like I'm excited to see, I feel like Richard Madden and, and Kit Harrington are kind of known quantities from Absolutely, what I've yeah. seen on them of game of Thrones. Game They're of good Thrones. actors. Yeah. I'm not concerned with their ability to act. So uh, yeah, it's a, to me, it's a, an opportunity to get to know characters. You don't know, like, I like stories where I don't know where it's going to go. Like I like to be tricked. I like to not have an idea where it's going to end up. And I think that's such a, it's so much more possible when you're being introduced to new characters who you don't really know. than when you go in to watch a movie with a character that you've already seen 10 ish iterations of, or whatever it is. So I yeah, think as much as I love Spider-Man, you, you know what a, yeah, Batman's yeah. a great example too. You know what a Spider-Man or Batman movie is going to be. You can't make one that's so different. Like you, even if you made Craven's Last Hunt as a movie, it would still be like, yeah, but that's a that's a Spider-Man movie. You know, it's not going to be that different. So I know it's what Christian really wants. Uh, I, quickly, I'm still waiting for that, by the way. I know. Go ahead. Quickly, how the fuck did I not realize? I'm just looking at the cast now because I was looking at names. By the way, it's Barry, the guy that looks, uh, or maybe Don Lee, I don't know, or Barry Kogan. Anyway, point is, I'm looking at the cast here, and how the fuck did I get? go this long without realizing that Dan Stevens is in this? Uh, it says it in the cast. I don't, I don't remember Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, Maybe of course, from, uh, <clears throat> from Legion. Legion, yeah. And I'm like, if he's in it, he's in. He's not recognizable because I don't remember him being in it. I'm looking at IMDb and I don't see him. Maybe he plays like a CG character. He might. Yeah, he might be he the does. voice. He, he does, yes. What? Well, he, I don't want you to say who CG. he plays. Sure. I'm yeah. not going to say who it is because I don't want to, but he, he was, no, no, no. He was in the trailers. Yeah. Is it so, the one that is fighting uh, Angelina? Yes. That's who I yeah. assumed it would be. If that's it was going to be anybody. Okay. That makes that sense. sense. And that's great that, uh, that, that, that's who he is. 
so that actor that you're talking about, he plays Gilgamesh, who was on the Avengers at one point when I was reading the Avengers. Uh, he, he goes by Don Lee. I guess his birth name is Ma Dong Sok. No, not doing great pronouncing that, but is he, he is great in the movie. He's uh, very funny. There's, uh, you know, because it's a Marvel movie, they uh, they spread the jokes around a little bit. You know, <laughs> not not just Kamal uh, Nanjani gets to tell all the jokes. You know, so, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff, but just sort of looking, it's not a lot of stuff that that I've actually seen. Uh, but uh, he's great in this. I think people are going to like him. I think people are going to like really uh all the characters bring something uh we'll uh, maybe one day we'll talk about the character that's uh, a, a little stiff let's just say but uh doesn't uh um so there of course it's a marvel movie so there are credit sequences and i'm not going to talk about either of them there is a very reputable uh publication if you consider variety to be reputable that felt the need to right after the premiere tell everybody uh-huh. about the first one and uh, on this show, uh, a moment that I edited out so that it didn't happen to everybody, but uh, Jeff and I had it spoiled, not this Jeff, uh, other Jeff uh, had it spoiled when uh, Michael referenced something that he legitimately thought everybody knew because it, it was all over the place after the premiere. It just wasn't in the places. I was avoiding the places where it was. So yeah, I, haven't seen I, it I had that spoiled. Uh, it's still a good sequence. It's still interesting, exciting for the future, but there's the end credit sequence. There's another credit sequence at the very end of the credits. That is the one I'm so excited about. Can't wait to talk to people about and Zia. It might be your favorite moment in the movie. Really? It's possible. Shit, now I can't wait. I'm going to text you right after. I'm going to be like, God damn it, you were right. Or you're a fucking idiot. Oh, well, no. (laughs) Either way, you're going to say you're a fucking idiot. Well, yeah. But you'll say you're a fucking idiot, but you were right. But you were Um, right. For what it represents for the future is very exciting. And so I I don't... And we were at a press screening and like half the people left after the first credit sequence. And like, what, has nobody seen one of these before? No better than that. (laughs) You know? And the funny thing was, like, that's why Variety only spoiled the first one. <laughs> See the second one. That's pro- that's probably it. So the uh, you know, there's always the people that work in the theater that stand at these things. And during the credit sequences, they actually were like watching, like they were making sure that nobody had their phone out. Like that was what they were really like policing. Was really good. the the s- sequences. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for everybody to see it because the movie itself, I do think, is great. I have the biggest question that I've had for any MCU movie that I've seen about whether or not it has the mass appeal because people that like every summer go and see the new fast and furious movie. I'm pretty sure this isn't for them, you know, and look, there's, there's representation in this film that I think is fantastic and it's great. And I feel like people will feel seen as they say, because they're included in this movie but because of that, uh, you're getting people that are doing what they call review bombing this movie because they haven't even seen it. Ugh. And they're just and they're tanking it because they're like, wait a minute, there's two dudes in this doing what? Do they hold hands? I, I oh hate this movie God. and this movie That's hurts awful. me. You know, how yeah. could you vote for Mike Pence and be this against <laughs> gay people? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. 
Uh, it's really not the that and that's really why he doesn't have dinner with women alone is because he's having dinner with men alone. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's, he's like, yeah, my wife doesn't let me have dinner with women alone. But uh, the fellas, I wouldn't either because I'd barf all over the plate. <laughs> I can't eat when I'm at a table with a girl. Yeah. Anyway, I am very excited for uh, everybody in the audience to see Eternals. Uh, I'm interested in what both of you think. And uh, Jeff, yeah, I feel like. You'll you'll want the you know additional reading the extra credit of like what Eternals comic should I read now you know like what are the sets to read I'd say don't read anything going into it just meet the characters yeah. get to know and all that and then there's uh, plenty of uh, great stuff to choose from and uh, Jack Kirby for creating the Eternals gets a very nice credit very often it's uh, Jack Kirby and Stanley. Stan's name does not appear there because he didn't write these characters. You know, these are Jack's yeah. characters. Yeah. That's so cool. people, who, people, people who love Jack Kirby and, uh, you know, there are people who are, who are, who don't stand Stan. I can't stand Stan. They, uh, they will uh, be glad to see uh, Kirby's name uh, in the credits. Uh, I don't know if they paid his estate, but let's hope they, <laughs> they gave them something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very excited about that. Um, I, I, I only want to go a few more minutes here. But I want to shift from Marvel talk and just talk for a few minutes about something that I did reference. I think it's new. It's current. I want people to talk about it. And I did say that Eternals is kind of like the Dune of superhero movies. So I wanted to talk to both of you about Dune because uh, I know that uh, you both enjoyed it. Um, Jeff, you read the book like right beforehand, right? Oh. You like just read the book, right? Yeah. Like oh, now I can't year. wait to hear what you have to say. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just... Whenever it's someone who's read the book, especially like just before it came out, I'm always well, so, because I haven't read the book. So I'm so al curious. Also, Zia, you're always impressed when you meet someone who knows how to read. That's true, because I'm not yeah. very good at it. I'm no, learning, and then, yeah, and, and, and I, and I, I you know, any books I have are Kindle Talk to Text, you know. So oh, like, I mean, I just figured you listened. I didn't. Yeah, I just listened. Yeah, yeah. Read. yeah. So, uh, Jeff, your thoughts on the movie, especially having read the book like right beforehand? I thought it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, look, I, first of all, I think I should preface this by saying I enjoy Denis Villeneuve's sensibilities. I don't get What did bored. you think of uh, Blade Runner 2049? I liked it. I enjoyed it. That's what I'm visually saying. Visually, it was great. I, I liked a lot about it. I don't think I walked out of the theater like that was awesome, like the way the Blade Runner was awesome. But I did think yeah. that like he created a great world. I, I agree with that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I it's I think Blade Runner you walk out because it's got a little bit more excitement in the climax to me with the fight between um Harrison Ford and the guy whose name I can't think of who talks about crying in the rain. Uh <laughs> oh, Rucker Hauer. Rucker Hauer, yeah. Like Ryan. I feel like that was a little bit more exciting than the kind of final showdowns and then going sure. to talk to the daughter at the end. A spoiler for the movie from however many years ago. <laughs> Wait, no, it's a movie. It's a movie from uh, 28 years in the future, actually. That's Jeff. true. So that's a 28 future year spoilers. Future spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get I, I enjoyed Arrival. I enjoy all his. I've, I've enjoyed all his movies that I've seen. I don't get bored by the long tracking shots like I know a lot of people do. Like, I'm okay with that. So I can understand how other people could get bored by his movies and don't like it because when I had similar feelings with the first time I watched Sicario, I was like, great, another fucking sunset. Let's stay on this for a half hour. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but, uh, uh, I enjoyed the movie. I thought the characters were really in, um, well done. I thought some of the stuff, like the way you imagine it when you read the book, like those 
So the the flying crafts that they went on, they're called like thopters. And the way that they described it in the book, I was like, what kind of weird ass helicopter? And then in the movie, it's like they're basically dragonflies. And I was like, that's yeah. awesome. That's such a that creative really cool. interpretation. And there's so many little things like that where it's like they clearly went into making engineering through natural things. And so some of the stuff they don't really establish in the movie at all that can kind of be important to understand is this is basically a future society that doesn't trust computers because artificial intelligences like had a there was some kind of revolt against artificial intelligences and computer thinking like in their past so that's why they're kind of futury but you don't see necessarily like tvs and super techie stuff everywhere it's a little bit more simplistic in their like day-to-day -day type stuff so that's why i thought oh cool like you see where they still are making it futuristic and technical but kind of staying true to frank or from my interpretation of frank herbert's original stuff um I think it's awesome that they made such a long movie, only half the book, because it is such a long, dense book. Yeah. Instead of trying to fly through all this and some of the things that piss people off, like Zendaya being in it for seven minutes, it's like, yeah, but if you know where the story's going, her being in it any more than that would just be stupid. It wouldn't make any sense. And, yeah, and she's going to be in the second one a lot. Oh, yeah. That's, and, it, yeah. that's why when people are complaining about some of those things, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like with certain things, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I mean, look, I think if you if you went into this just expecting to watch the movie you got from the trailers of some super exciting movie that's going to have a conclusion, you don't really understand what you're getting into. Of course, you're going to be pissed. You're going to be like three hours and we're only where in the story? then you should have kind of gotten a better idea of what you were going into. I, I, don't I think know a lot of people went people. into it thinking that it was going to be an action movie and it was not, I think in any way intended to be an action movie. And for yeah. some reason people thought it was, and they were disappointed, which is so strange. Yeah. I think that the only real complaint was, uh, I don't ever want to see Jason Momoa clean shaven ever again. You I'm going to be honest with you. That, that was, was a weird. little weird. It's very <laughs> distracting. Not no, he did not look no, good no, with no. a clean shave. Like yeah. he lost, he's lost some of the chiseled features that he yes. could rock when he used to go clean shave. And it's like, keep that beard, yeah. my man. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought I loved the casting for a lot of the characters. I think it's interesting to know how much they still had to cut. Like there's so much extra shit they did not go into. There's a whole like banquet dinner when they first get there where you get to introduce more to some of these characters like uh leet kinds the um the black lady who helped kind of teach them stuff you get actually you actually understand who that character is and like what their importance is and you kind of learn a lot more about the fremen and how they interact and their feelings um back and forth between these people so i think that's fascinating but i also thought again some of that is just in these long tracking shots, but you have to know what you're kind of looking for. So I, th I think that's a great way to create an homage to the people who have, who know the story and are looking to see that represented while still hitting enough of the beats to give, I would think the general audience get the ideas. Like um, I talked about on the last recording, how Baron Harkonnen, like one of the main things that, I remember being really impactful when I'm reading the book is he's basically just a young boy rapist. Like every scene in the book, he's got a young boy getting ready to get, you know, raped. Wow. And so he's just like over the top vile in every scene. And everybody like talks about their interactions with them are so 
tense because it's just like he could slit your throat or do something worse to you at any given moment. And so I think they did a good job making him menacing, but it's almost like they knew that general audiences wouldn't be like you can ex when you, when you're reading something like that, you can deal with it because you're you've committed to this, right? Like, okay, I'm going to read this. I'm going to digest this. When you're just watching something that fucked up on the screen, I'm sure people will be like, I'm out. I can't watch this. Like that's too much. So I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think that, uh, that is the one thing that, uh, Hollywood feels like, we need to we need to sort of whitewash that a little bit like you know it's like look you can get that he's a bad guy without it and i think you're right it works in a book it's uh it, it's sort of like the the book hannibal has this character mason berger he's in the movie he's on the tv show uh he is also a boy rapist but it is not something that they really dwell on you know i think that in the tv show they had him drinking like a cocktail of like children's tears and i'm like all right i guess they went for the metaphor <laughs> you know and i'm like that's a choice you know but yeah. uh yeah i think that uh that it, it, it you know in a book you can read it and go like oh this okay so this person's really terrible but uh you know it was definitely one of those things that uh, even early on i was just like oh this would uh, have helped to have read the book and a lot of times i don't know that i feel like it's that that useful to have you know like oh you need to read it you know but uh, i was like oh i feel like i'd get a lot more if i had but uh zia what were your thoughts uh heading into it and then actually seeing dune so i don't know very much about dune at all i have the first book i haven't read it yet so i'm obviously going to read it after watching the movie which Usually I prefer it to be the other way around, but in this uh, instance, I guess I don't mind. Uh, I did not watch the original movie that they made and everything I've heard about it is how terrible it is. So I guess that's good. I just fuck it. I don't I mean, to watch stings it. in it. So how bad oh could it God, be? That makes I, it sound so much worse. When the filmmaker is as good as David Lynch and he calls it like, I wish I had gotten to take my name off that. Yeah. Then, you know, like, yeah, it's not a good movie. Yeah. yeah well, because what he it. did was like, it's shorter than this one. And it tries to tell the whole story. So yeah, and they right. changed a bunch of stuff. Like they changed weirding, which is the like movement, the fighting stuff that they do. It's called weirding in the book to uh -huh. like shooting guns. I remember seeing like a video about how like it, the, the Dune, the David Lynch Dune was just like completely got the details wrong. So they literally go like, Whoom, and there's like some ray gun that they shoot at each other instead of being good at fighting. Cause that's too complex for people to right. learn how to fight. Oh yeah. So, so Zia heading into it, you didn't really know that much. You just, I didn't really that, know that yeah. much about it. Yeah. And, and I kind of also thought that it, it was going to be more of an action movie, but I'm again, not one of those people that gets bothered. I like slow movies that take their time and especially going into it, knowing that it's a book and it's a long book. I'm really happy. They did this with the last Harry Potter book. They did it unnecessarily with the Hobbit book. <laughs> oh, they took the, you mean movie. you mean when they took the shortest book and turned it into three movies? You mean that one? That made yeah. no sense. Uh, but they did it with the last Harry Potter book. You know, that's like an almost eight hundred page book. I'm glad that they broke it up into two into two movies. So I'm I think that that was a good call for them. Typically, what I'm enjoying more and more as I'm watching book to screen adaptations is it oftentimes it works better as a series because you can really take your time. You can take your time getting to know the characters. As Jeff said, that whole scene that they cut it, like no matter what, you're going to have to cut stuff out. But with a series, you can put a lot more in, a lot more. Uh, but I'm glad that they're at the very least taking time to do long movies and then break them up. So just going into it, I didn't know that much about it. 
And when I started watching it, it kind of immediately grabs you and pulls you into this world. They do a great job just starting off. You're like, okay, cool. This is where we're at. I, I get where we're at. I get what's going on. And then the performances were awesome. I thought it was very well cast. I thought that the actors all did a great job. I love, um, God, I'm fucking forgetting everything. I haven't, I've seen Timothy Chalamet in one other movie is Beautiful Boy. He was fucking great in that. He's great mm. in this. Oscar Isaac. I like him obsessed with everything oh, yeah. that he does. I just watched, he's so Can't good. I just, Knight. Yeah, he's going to be Moon Knight. Right? That's going to be awesome. Right? Yeah. So yes. Good. Oh, I'm so glad that they cast him. And he's- Yeah, I no, when you see him in anything else, by the way, Zia, you go like, man, they didn't do dick with Poe Dameron. Like that character yeah. should have been really cool. And yeah. it's like, he's like, just kind of like, you know, in the background there. for the most part. Yeah, you know? I know. It was a really waste of a fucking great actor. <laughs> But anyway, the yeah, the acting was great. I, I loved the entire cast. I saw, and I I also don't know her name because the only other thing that I've seen her in was uh, Doctor Sleep. Oh, oh the Rebecca the, Ferguson. Yes, yeah. she was fantastic. She was, she was really great. great. Yeah, and I, I, I really... had actually never seen her in anything, but she had one of those faces where I'm like, no, I've seen her before, and I'm like, right. no, I haven't, but I just thought I had. Yeah, it's she's in she's... Bond. She was in a Bond movie, so you probably have seen. Uh... Her. Okay. But then I definitely yeah. saw her. I just, uh, you know, must not have, must not have remembered, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, like I texted Zia, you know, I, I knew what I was in for when I was sitting down, but when I was watching it and when it says Dune part one, I'm like, uh Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. okay. So my expectation now is to, uh, know that I will not have a uh, tidy conclusion at the end. Right. Uh, I always use the it's example that, uh, this is before I knew her, but my wife went to see the first Lord of the Rings, not knowing anything about the stories. And she like, yeah, she had to go to the bathroom and she's like, all right, when they get to the mountain, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then of <laughs> course I'm like, so you didn't go to the bathroom for like two and a half years. Is that, is that what happened? <laughs> you had to wait. I remember leaving the theater after the fellowship and I'd already read the books when, sure. when that came out and we were leaving the theater and there's some stupid local guys behind me going, Oh, bro, that's the end. What the fuck kind of end is that? And I was like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> don't you know there's three books i love that i'm so annoyed yeah. awesome. um so uh obviously without uh spoilers jeff is this rest of the book tonally uh, different in any way like you know is it uh mm -hmm. it, it, do you think that it'll be super different i they, okay. the reason that they did what they did i think is to get people invested so that when you jump into what you need to start jumping into you're committed so yeah. they touch on it and and they're touching on it in little ways so all right uh there's those moments where it's like the when there's the when he's with his dad and they're at the spice crawler or whatever right picking yeah. up the thing and the worms coming and then he kind of goes into a weird vision and then there's the moment when he's in the tent so in the book he calls it prescience which is basically like he's seeing the future He's seeing all the different possible futures depending on his different actions. And because of all this, the, the idea that he's the Kwisatz Haderach or whatever um, that they talk about from the beginning, he's almost like a singular being that's going to be able to totally see the future no matter what like all different paths of the future. There's only like strange. Yeah. So the only other people he can't see the future of is other people who can see the future. So basically like oh. other people that are eating a shitload of this spice, um, which would be like, they, they make a much bigger deal about this in the book, the guild. So 
going to and from any planet is completely controlled by a space guild who nobody else has their own crafts. Nobody else can fly from oh. planet to planet. There's a guild and they run everything. So they're gotcha. basically, even the emperor is beholden to them because they control all interstellar travel because they can see the future with the spice. They touched on it in the movie. They can see the future with the spice so they can travel at faster than light speeds and find a course that would get them to their destination safely. Whereas if they couldn't see the future, they would crash and die instantly. Wow. So it's like, there's all this extra shit. And so then because those guys can see the future, Paul can't, they become blind spots for Paul, which becomes important later on as the story develops. So there's well, like a, so much shit going You're on. You're making me really want to read this I book. Think it's a really fascinating <laughs> What is it, like 500 pages? or like 800 how? pages. It's 800, yeah, it's, long, it's a long book. But I, I do like that they took the time to lay the groundwork and get you invested in these characters, as Jeff was saying, because now you're invested and you want to know what happens next. I thought they did a really great, really, really great job with that. And I'm glad that they did. And I did not find myself at any point bored in the movie or yeah. being like, oh, where's there more act? Like I just was enjoying it and was immediately drawn in and wanted to know more about that and was sad when, you know, without spoiling too much, when certain characters die. Yeah. Like you get to where you're like, oh, I'm actually really upset by this, even I though wanted, I've I wanted spent, more of that character. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I spent a relatively small amount of time with them getting to know them, they did such a great job that I was like, oh, I yeah, mean, that's a bummer. Yeah, I, 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 I would not say that I was bored. I would say that it was a lot to digest. You know, I mentioned this uh, to Jeff that I did watch it on HBO Max. I was going to go see it in the theater. Oh, but then you got to watch it. In well, theaters. then when my wife wanted to see it, too, it was like, well, we ain't paying a babysitter to go see Dune. So right. we watched it on HBO Max. Um, yeah. I needed to pause it about an hour. Um, yeah, I had to pee. But it was more like. I need a couple minutes. I just got to take in everything that I just watched. And it helped, by the way. <laughs> it was like, I just needed, I just like, I, I, you know, I don't smoke, but if, it, it would have been a perfect time for a smoke break, you know? And then I would have come back in and been like, all right, now I'm ready to dive into the rest. I just needed, I just needed a little bit of me time uh, to take it all in. So it is what people have to be prepared for. And look, movies don't typically get made this way. So the fact that a major studio and Warner Brothers made it and, the the next one that they have now greenlit just imagine if they didn't make the second one you know it would <laughs> suck it, but it's they've done that before right like um, yeah. what they've they've done a couple movies that were basically meant to be the start of franchises that went nowhere there was that one oh john carter harrison for ford one. well yeah but there was the one with harrison ford and then that kid um he was like a young kid i can't was it Ender's Game or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a that hugely successful book series. But then the first yes. movie didn't work. Yeah, and even uh, yeah, even movies that do get sequels, like uh, like the Narnia books. You know, it, it's like they only made wait, like three of them, and they, they started with three of them. Book. Yeah. But <laughs> because the books get worse. I mean, well, look, yeah. I, as somebody who's actually read the entire fucking Chronicle of Narnia, wow. Yeah, you get to the last book and you go, oh, so it was kind of obvious this was all super Christian allegory, but now you just don't give a shit. You're going to go throw yeah. it in. Our, this whole seventh book is like Christianity. That's exactly yeah, I mean, the, why I didn't the, read it, because my dad read it and he told me that. He's like, it's kind of ridiculous. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the the Jesus lion in, in uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe is, uh, That's is enough. a bit of a yeah. tell. Yeah, that you're like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yes. but, yeah. Where well, like, oh, this could be a really cool thing, but you just I, yeah. hijacked I'm, it. For... I'm excited for the second part, and it will only be in theaters. I think uh, is is a good sign, you know. And in 2023, by then, for the love of God, things have had to have calmed down enough. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so you, I, I know, so you Jesus Christ. I know, Jeff. I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so excited for that, and uh, also excited for uh, everybody to see Eternals. And uh, you know, as uh, as we're uh, broadcasting this, it was uh, just Halloween on Sunday. And, you know, I thought that uh, I would take a moment since uh, we're here with our pal Zia and we'll take a moment and just remember a Halloween past. Oh, Look at how much fun we had at there that. at After Buzz. Uh, that was fun. You, you had some kind of uh, zany witch costume. Uh, I I uh, did not. I, I still I really I should just uh, always dress like Tony Stark. I mean, yeah, I'd be a loser, be but. Look. It's at I mean, least you look douchey as it is. It's the yeah, but it's yeah. Look. So it's like if I'm gonna look like a douche, I might as well yeah. look like a fun douche. But look how much fun we had back then. <laughs> yeah, you know? back in the back in the old days, you know. So uh, anyway, I, I wanted to uh, share that uh, with the audience, as it were, uh, for our visual audience. But uh, Zia, for people who miss you and want to know where they can see you and find you, how? Do they check you out? Well, if you want to see what I've been up to, follow me on social media. It's at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land. And the link in my bio takes you to all my other links. And I love that I can promote this on here because it's not um, Twitch when I can never promote my shit on Twitch. Uh, I have an OnlyFans. Please check it out. It's a lot of really awesome content and it's helping to support me right now until I find a job. So <laughs> that's been right. and, super awesome. And you know, your, your husband takes all the pictures on your own takes, fans. He so takes like 90% of the pictures and videos. Yeah. And they're usually. And, and people can find you at Zia underscore land. And look, I mean, some of them are, you know, this is fine. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong there. You know, you're just... now all the spicy stuff is on OnlyFans. It's all yeah. Only so that's fans. that's where they have to go if they want to be OnlyFans. Although, you know, I'm going to say that this is a, this is a little bit spicy. That's know? pretty spicy. Yeah. yeah. But that's but, trust uh, me, they get obviously spicier than that. That's yeah, just exactly. the Conte. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this that's is the, the real salsa roja. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a nice uh, uh, medium salsa verde. Uh, and if people also want to uh, hear you and see you uh, visually, uh, there's a couple of shows that I know they can check you out on. Right. Yeah. Zia? So I have my Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/zealand. Uh, I do on Sundays. I do the snack stream. Those are still going strong. Always a lot of fun. If you want to see me sit on the kitchen counter and make myself sick, it's great time uh and then on monday but let's be fair this isn't a fetish video for guys who like chicks who vomit this it's not you don't make yourself that no, sick i don't yeah. actually vomit <laughs> yeah, yeah I just no, eat a because lot. because i know i know our audience uh there's a couple people who are like hello sick did somebody say <laughs> all right well in that case there's, there's no vomiting i'll just there's this there's this guy just a, a quick aside there's this guy as a as a semi regular caller uh to the howard stern show for years jeff the vomit guy he is literally one of the most repulsive people on the planet because that's what he's into that's he just calls periodically and is like on. just wondering if you found any women who might want to vomit on me yep, and okay. yep. uh, yeah so that it's out there be sad because then i just go to like what happened like what happened to make yeah. that a thing you want <laughs> Yeah, yeah I understand great. feet mm, so much more. Oh yeah, no, that. no. When you hear stuff yeah. like that, you're like, oh yeah, totally. You could be into feet, you know? Yeah, feet. I'm like, I get it. Foot yeah. jobs. There's a whole thing. Like, I understand. I understand that. But there are certain <laughs> ones like vomiting or getting shit on, where I'm just like, I, I can't. I don't yeah. know. 
I just yeah, Pete on, on the other hand is a different story, but that's shit on, different. Yeah. That's totally <laughs> different. Do you think? Do you think that if they get sick on themselves, they're just like, oh. <laughs> they just <laughs> like, oh, immediately. God. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God this El Pollo Loco was undercooked. <laughs> just. <laughs> they, what's that drink that you make that makes you throw up? They Cab just have cat. cabinets full of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I remember they were talking about Epicac once on uh, Mystery Science Theater Kick 3000 and they came up with uh, NyQuil and Lucky Charms and I'm like yep that would do it <laughs> if just think about those tastes together <laughs> um, but Zia and then uh, you're also on It's Eric Nagel with our pal on- Eric Nagel yep. who who actually was supposed to be on this show today yes. this is yeah, now the second show he's it. supposed to have been on that he wasn't but he, he told me ahead of time yeah. No, I know. Um, yeah, so I'm on It's Eric Nagel. Also, we do that live on Twitch, but you can find the podcast versions up anywhere. And then also the Chip Tripperson podcast, which not a real person. is not a real person, <laughs> according to Jeff, although I think he's more of a real person than the real person. Well, I thought <laughs> you were right. going to say than me, and I'm like, oh, I resemble <laughs> that in comment, ma'am. Well, I, I think I, I'm I'm pretty sure that Chip Tripperson does actually get a lot more requests on Cameo than Jim Norton. I feel like yeah, that's Yeah, it goes fair. Chip, Jim... And then apparently Doug Bell gets some. And then none for Kirk Cinnamon or Kirk Cinnamon uh, gets none. And every Schinkle. once in a while he said he'll yeah, Shinkle gets nothing. Every once in a while he said he gets one for Edgar. Just like I've, every now and again. I've told I you that I, I would like a Doug Bell for my birthday. So just remember yes, that. Just okay. just a reminder. <laughs> Can Thank I get, you. I, yeah. Can I get an Edgar from Vincent D'Onofrio when he first <laughs> Edgar from the first Men in Black movie? God, I forgot about <laughs> that. How great would that be? Oh. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and yes, uh, it's it's very enjoyable to uh, see Zia there uh, with our pal Chip. And uh, you've also uh, been guesting a lot. It's uh, been very been hard to get you on this show because you've been on uh, Legion of Skanks. Uh, what are some? Oh uh, no, not Legion of Skanks. I wish Legion of Skanks. Hopefully, oh. uh, but but still, real last. Oh, podcast. real last podcast. I, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed Zach Amico. Is fucking hilarious. I love him. And and he was Lewis, he I was on like... this show. He well, he was on the Blackcast. Uh, Zach Amico. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He's really funny. Super nice really guy. Funny. I really like Zach. Yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, Lewis is great. I really like Lewis. Everybody, I feel like he gets a bad rap. People are like, was he, he, was he mean to you? And I'm like, no, he was so he was super nice. Like, I don't, we just had his girlfriend on chip. Uh, so she was. What's that? Sorry. <laughs> What's that? We just had his girlfriend, um, Natalie Cuomo on chip. And she was great on chip. I thought she was awesome with also Brian Johnson, who I've guested on. Would you kindly every so often? Brian's great. And Brian from um, the, uh, from the Kevin Smith empire. Is, yes, is the best from, way to from comic book men yeah. and tell him Steve Dave, which is his podcast, which is a right. phenomenal podcast, by the way. If you're ever looking for something to listen to, I highly recommend tell him Steve Dave. It's yeah, I mean, if, if people yeah. like shows like Marvel Movie Talk, I think they would definitely enjoy tell him Steve Dave yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, uh, oh, and wet pot on, on oh, compound meat with you've been on with, with Chrissy Mayer. Is it three yeah, times now? Times. You've I been on the yeah. yeah. They should just make you a regular. Uh, <laughs> You know, and if we're talking about plugs, uh, I'll remind people that uh, also on Compound Media, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was on that Jameson show with Don Jameson, and uh, we had a a great segment. And then his second guest uh, got confused. The producer there, you'll appreciate this. The producer at Compound Media sent the wrong Zoom link. It's the same Zoom link they've been using for like since before the pandemic, but he just sent the wrong one. So they didn't get uh, the, I think it was the basis from Exodus. 
and I didn't know anything about Exodus, but he's like, well, Christian, just come on back on. And I'll ask you all the questions. So uh, it's actually a really fun segment because I'm reading on my phone from Wikipedia stuff about Exodus that I knew very little about. So uh, you can check that out also on Compound Media. There's a lot of great shows on there. You can Ow. see you can see uh, Zia on Chrissy Mara's show on there. You haven't been on with Ant yet, though, huh? I haven't been on with Ant yet. Eric is very against that. He thinks it's going to ruin my career. Yeah, well, you know, it'll either ruin your career or the next that you'll like blink and all of a sudden you'll be like, wait, how did I end up storming the Capitol? I don't even know how Ant talked me into this. <laughs> you know, I'm getting I really arrested think, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't think I believed in this. How did, how did Anthony get me here? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Christian DMZ, subscribe to the black cast YouTube channel, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Jeff, you don't want to be found. We've established well, this, right? See what happened was I was thinking about a joke that I had thought about from 2008 and I canceled myself. <laughs> so that's, yeah, see, that's good. You at least knew, like you just canceled yourself because don't give anybody the fun of canceling Jeff direct, mm -hmm. but you know, look, they'll just know that uh, if people want to find you, they just send questions just to me, send comments to me. Just yeah. And then the next the time that like Jeff is on the black cast, we'll, we'll talk about it there. You know, that's, that's yeah, all we it, can make, really do. it makes me, it makes me more desirable if I'm not around. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That so, mysterious uh, Jeff guy. Mm -hmm. I came that, from a different multiverse. Oh, yeah. Well, we've established that there are multiple Jeffs. Uh, crisis uh, on multiple Jeffs. You know, we've had uh, Jeff Williams Jr. We've had Jeff Winstead, Jeff DeRay. There's a lot of Jeffs that uh, we Jeffs. cycle through. But not G-E-O-F-F. -F. I was going to say J Jeff with a G. No, the, those we only have Jeffs money. with J's. I, I have to draw the line somewhere. And uh, Jeffs with G's have never appeared on any of my Jeffs shows. Jeffs with G's are serial killers and should be avoided at all. <laughs> you're, you're Rich not serial killers. Yeah, you're not wrong. In any case, uh, thank you both for your time. Uh, always delightful to talk to you. It was fun to talk about uh, all these movies and all the things that are coming. And we uh, will see you next time on the Bladcast.